Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network is brought to you by Budweiser, GCS Credit Union, Commerce Bank, and Pepsi. Now let's send it to the ballpark. Here's Nate Gatter. From GCS Credit Union Ballpark in beautiful Sojay, Illinois, on a Tuesday night, Gateway Grizzlies baseball is on the air before the Grizzlies open up a brand-new three-game series against the Lake Erie Crushers in Game 6 of this eight-game homestand on the east side of the Mississippi. Nate Gatter, Brandon Ross with you as we begin the Budweiser pregame show on the Grizzlies Media Network. Whenever legendary baseball moments happen, Budweiser will be there. This Bud's for you. Gateway coming off a couple of frustrating, if not heartbreaking, losses. 6-4 to four to Florence on Saturday and one nothing on Sunday to allow the Yalls to win the series two games out of three. They improved to 9-2 and two with the win on Sunday. Gateway fell to 4-6 and six with the loss. And the Grizzlies come into this evening's action four and a half games back in the West Division behind the first place. Yalls, we'll get to more on that in just a moment on our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard. But Florence won that game one to nothing, despite the fact that the Grizzlies out hit the Yalls eight to six. Both teams made one error, but Gateway allowed an unearned run in the top of the ninth inning, which was the second straight game Saturday and Sunday against Florence that the ball game was tied after eight innings, only for the Grizzlies to allow on Saturday two unearned runs and on Sunday one to lose the ball game, and that was the difference for Gateway in losing both of those games. In neither case was the winning run earned. And the Grizzlies took a, a couple of losses to their bullpen, Justin Watts and Tanner Cable, although neither were charged with earned runs, of course. Cable, though, was responsible for the error himself that set up the Yalls go-ahead run, the only one scored on Sunday. The good news for Gateway is that the Grizzlies probably will not need all that many runs to win ball games against Lake Erie. The Crushers come in hitting just 192 this year, and they have only 13 extra base hits in 10 games. The Grizzlies have 31, more than double what the Crushers have. So, unless Lake Erie busts out in this series, the Grizzlies should have a chance to out-hit the Crushers, and the pressure is in some ways off the bats a little bit, assuming that gateway pitchers can keep Lake Erie bats to something along the lines of what they've been doing coming into this series, although the Crushers are coming off a win to win the series against Southern Illinois on Sunday. Crushers bring in a 3-7 and seven record, the Grizzlies 4-6. and six. Last, uh, last place, the Crushers. Third place, the Grizzlies in their respective divisions, Central and West, in the Midwestern Conference. With that in mind, let's get to our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard. First, those Frontier Lake standings in their entirety. In the Can-Am Conference, Atlantic Division, Quebec leads the way at 6-5. and five. They keep Quebec traveling for the first couple of months of the season, and the Canadians have given themselves a game-and-a-half lead over second-place New York, three games over third-place Tri-City. In the Northeast Division, Sussex County with the Can-Am Conference's best record at 7-1, and, and the Miners lead the way, followed by New Jersey at two-and-a-half back in second. Washington trails by four-and-a-half games in third. Meanwhile, in the Midwestern Conference, Windy City still in first place in the Central Division at 5-4. and four. Joliet is just a half game behind, and Schaumburg just one back of the Thunderbolts in third. Lake Erie is two and a half off the pace down in fourth. Meanwhile, in the West, the Frontier League's best record, at least by number of wins, if not by winning percentage, the Florence Yalls at nine and two are in first place. Evansville is a game behind in second. Gateway four and a half back in third. And Southern Illinois brings up the rear five and a half games behind Florence in fourth place. 
This evening, we have a full slate of Frontier League action, although New York and Tri-City were already postponed. That game will be made up as part of a doubleheader in early July. A couple of games underway. New Jersey at Washington. That game has no score, in, or I should say is now 1-1 in the second inning. Florence leads at home 2-1 in the second over Evansville. The top two teams in the West Division, both off to flying starts, are going against each other down at UC Health Stadium in northern Kentucky. Joliet at Schaumburg will be getting underway shortly, as will Southern Illinois at Windy City. Equipe Quebec is at Sussex County, and that game scheduled for 7.05 is delayed due to rain. The Grizzlies here will be taking on the Lake Erie Crushers with first pitch coming up in just about 10 minutes. That was our look at the Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard. On the road, the Grizzlies trust Husky Trailways. You can, too, at huskybus.com. When we come back, we will have the Commerce Bank starting lineups as we head toward first pitch on a slightly overcast, humid Tuesday evening, but a pleasant one to play baseball after rain in the area much of the afternoon. It has cleared out, and we are good to go for the opener of this three-game series and game six of eight on this homestand for the Grizzlies. The final set to finish it out. Gateway so far has won two out of the first five games on this homestand, but a big series for the Grizzlies with Florence and Evansville tangling. Somebody's going to have to lose each of those three games, and Gateway has an opportunity against Lake Erie. The Crushers coming in tied for the worst record in the Midwestern Conference, so this is a club the Grizzlies will want to take advantage of, particularly in this ballpark. Two out of three could uh, get them back to 500 for the homestand. A sweep could get them back above 500 for the 2021 season, and that would be a big boost Heading out on a long stretch on the road. The Grizzlies are finishing up with this series 10 out of uh, 13 games at home to start the season. And Gateway will then play 12 of its next 15 away from GCS Credit Union Ballpark. We'll talk more about that as the night goes on and the series goes on here from Soje. But coming up next, we will have those Commerce Bank starting lineups when we return after this break. You're tuned in to the Budweiser pregame show on the Grizzlies Media Network. and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hi, everyone. Al Roker here. As a guy with his own catchphrase, I appreciate that after 75 years, Smokey's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But I'm filling in because there's a lot more to report. Like when it's dry or windy. Be careful burning yard waste, because wildfires can even start in your neck of the woods. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. Dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Sweet strawberry icing. You're in goodwill and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot. Miniature donut earrings. You lean in. Ah, oh, 
That's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. 145 over 92, and then I had a heart attack. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a heart attack or stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Budweiser Pregame Show on the Grizzlies Media Network. Gateway and Lake Erie moving toward first pitch as we commence or uh, recommence the Budweiser pregame show on the Grizzlies Media Network. Nate Gatter and Brandon Ross with you on this Tuesday evening from Sojay. To the friends you can always count on, Bud Light, famous among friends. Gateway comes in with a record of 4-6, and six, Lake Erie at 3-7. and seven. Both teams trying to bounce back after a slow start to the season. The Grizzlies in particular will feel they could have gotten a lot more out of that weekend series against Florence. One of those where perhaps there is a moral victory early on in the season that the Grizzlies feel they were very competitive with a really good ball club, had a chance to certainly win the series, could have even swept it had things gone their way. And uh, that is one thing, but at the same time, the opportunity for moral victories or the window for moral victories can close very quickly. And the Grizzlies will want to make sure they're turning those into actual victories lest they build themselves a... Uh, a difficult situation, sort of back themselves into a corner, dig themselves into a hole, whatever you want to say, because in a 96-game season, there are only so many opportunities to make up for missed opportunities early on in the year, and Gateway now already is more than 10% of the way through the 2021 season. The managers, Cameron Roth in his first year with the Grizzlies, former Lake Erie skipper, and Dan Roan in his first season with the Crushers, longtime Frontier League manager, including with Traverse City before the Beach Bums left the league, they are meeting at home plate with our three-man Frontier League umpiring crew. Eric Ecker behind the plate, Trevor Klosterman at first, and Mike Weinstein at third. They're going to exchange their lineup cards, and so we'll make sure you know what they're talking about as well. Tonight's lineup's brought to you by Commerce Bank. Starting with the visiting Crushers, who come in with that record of 3-7. and seven. At the bottom of the Central Division, they are two and a half back of first place Windy City. They're batting 192 this year with only 13 extra base hits in 10 games although they have stolen 15 bases on 16 attempts. Sean Dunstan, Jr., former Grizzly, leads off in center field. He's off to a slow start, but stealing bases as he always does. The Gateway single-season record holder. Stephen Kraft follows in left field. Then Connor Oliver is in right, a well-traveled frontier leaguer. Carl Ellison, the catcher, will bat cleanup, followed by Trevor Achenbaugh, former River City rascal, hitting fifth at shortstop. The number six batter is Brody Wofford. He'll play first. D.H. Brian De La Rosa bat seventh. Steve Passatempo is the number eight hitter at third base, and Javier Betancourt will bat ninth at second base, with Tyson Cronin, the six foot one, 210 pound right hander from Washington State, on the mound for the Crushers. Meanwhile, for Gateway, a four and six record, third place in the West Division, four and a half back of first place Florence. The Grizzlies have 31 extra base hits in their 10 games, in sharp contrast to the only 13 for Lake Erie, but Gateway has stolen only six bases so far this year on eight attempts. Abdiel Diaz leads off at shortstop, where it looks like he might be getting more extended run after Connor Owings was placed on the seven-day injured list 
following that apparent leg injury he suffered on Sunday. And Diaz has looked good both uh, offensively and defensively so far. Jay Prather will bat second and play second. He's been off to a good start as well in 2021. Ty Moore is the DH hitting third in only his fifth game with Gateway. He is one of ten so far as a Grizzly. Chase Vallow has cooled down a bit since his very hot start. He will still bat cleanup and do the catching. Axel Johnson, on the other hand, is heating up. He'll bat fifth in left field. The number six batter is Nick Rotola in right. He's off to a good offensive start as well. Jose Rosario bats seventh at third base. The first baseman, Justin Jones, hits eighth. He's in over at first after he replaced Connor Owings there on Sunday, and he gets the start there this evening. Dustin Woodcock again in center field and again batting ninth. Grizzlies opening day starter Sebastian Kise, 6'2", 215-pound left-hander from Gilbert, Arizona, will tow the rubber for the Grizzlies tonight. Once again for Lake Erie, Dunstan Jr. in center, Kraft in left, Oliver in right, Ellison the catcher, Achenbaugh at short, Wofford at first, De La Rosa the DH, Passatempo at third, Betancourt at second, and Cronin the right-hander on the mound. For Gateway, Diaz at short, Prather at second, Moore the DH, Valo the catcher, Johnson in left, Rotola in right, Rosario at third, Jones at first, Woodcock in center, and Kise the southpaw on the mound. He will be towing the rubber in just moments in the top of the first inning. Sebastian off to an 0-1 start with a 2.79 earned run average over his first two outings. He did not allow an earned run in five and two-thirds innings, although in a losing effort with two unearned runs scoring against him against Windy City back on June the 2nd. The Grizzlies are taking the field in their powder blues here at home on a Tuesday night, getting ready to take on the purple and gray of Lake Erie. We will step aside for the national anthem and then return with first pitch coming up in just a couple of minutes. Tonight's lineup, once again, we're brought to you by Commerce Bank. Challenge accepted. That does it for the Budweiser pregame show. When we return, we'll have first pitch of this series opener between the Grizzlies and the Crushers coming up next on the Grizzlies Media Network. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo Jelly Jelly adjective Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services AdoptUSKids and the Ad Council my mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. This is the story of a very special woman. Just a few knew about her superpowers. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. 
I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. Gateway and Lake Erie in the first of three out of Tuesday night at GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Sojay. Nate Gatter, Brandon Ross back with you to get going on the Grizzlies Media Network this evening. Gateway coming off back-to-back losses against Florence and frustrating ones they were. But the Grizzlies can get the bad taste out of their mouth here this evening with Sebastian Kise on the mound. Grizzlies wearing their powder blues with the Navy Bears on the gold bat, a la the Cardinals across the chest. Popular alternates they have been indeed for Gateway the last couple of seasons. He is working to chase Valo, the catcher, with his warm-up tosses. Gateway's defense has made only four errors so far this year in 10 games. They have Axel Johnson in left field, Dustin Woodcock in center, Nick Rotola in right. Third to first on the infield, it's Jose Rosario, Abdiel Diaz, and Jay Prather with Justin Jones over at first. And again, Valo catching for the six-foot-two, 215-pound left-hander Sebastian Kise from Gilbert, Arizona, who made his last start back on Wednesday against Windy City. He allowed two runs, neither earned on five hits over five and two-thirds innings. He struck out five and walked two. So for the year, he is 0-1, but with a 2.79 earned run average, has struck out 11 and nine and two-thirds. He's walked four. The league is hitting only 237 against Kisei thus far. And he will oppose a Lake Erie lineup that is having a tough time hitting water falling out of a boat right now. Just 192. 13 extra base hits in 10 games for the Crushers. They do steal bases when they get on, but not a whole lot of getting on going on. Sean Dunstan Jr. will lead off in center, followed by Stephen Kraft in left and Connor Oliver in right. The middle third of Dan Rohn's order is Carl Ellison, the catcher, Trevor Achenbach at short, and Brody Wofford at first. Brian De La Rosa follows, batting seventh as the DH. Steve Passatempo is at third, hitting eighth, and Javier Betancourt will bat ninth at second base with Tyson Cronin on the mound for the Crushers, and we'll hear more about him uh, when the Crushers come to or come out on the field defensively in the bottom of the first inning. Gateway has had some struggles in the top of the first defensively this year. In fact, when Aaron Ford, who pitched really well on Sunday, retired Florence 1-2-3 in the top of the first inning in that ball game, it was the first time in five games in this homestand that the Grizzlies had a 1-2-3 first inning. Grizzlies pitching has allowed three runs in the first inning over the five games so far on this homestand. So Sean Dunstan Jr., the former Grizzly, ready to go into the left-hand batter's box against the lefty Kisei. From the middle of the rubber, he winds and delivers, and Dunstan takes a strike over the outside. We're underway at 6.49, just four minutes late here in Sojay. It's 79 degrees and overcast, very little breeze. One strike pitch. Dunstan takes, statted outside for a ball. Sean hitting 205. He does not yet have an extra base hit. He has driven in three. Bent at the knees, slightly open stance, left side. The pitch. He takes a big curve for strike two. Sean wears the purple socks pulled up very high. His gray pants are hitched up a good four or six inches above his knees. Style that has become more prevalent the last few years in baseball. One and two delivery now. Dunstan bounces one up first and foul. I just watched he went all in with the stirrups too. 
it'd be kind of tough to get stirrups all the way up there. It would look a little bit weird. And the lower stirrups are, are generally more uh, more popular these days. One, two, offering again. Dunstan swings and misses at a curve and strikes out. The first one for Kisei, brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one-call system. Know what's below before you dig. Always call Julie at 811 or visit IllinoisOneCall.com. So that brings in Stephen Kraft. Right-handed batter with the only average over 300 on the club for Lake Erie, 316. He, too, does not yet have an extra base hit. He's driven in two. Lefty to righty, here's the pitch. Kraft takes a fastball that bounces for ball one. Not many teams 10 games in would have their first three hitters combining for one extra base hit the whole season. But that's the story for the Crushers. What a pitch. Kraft fouls one back, right side out of play. It is a difficult ballpark up there in Avon, Ohio, suburban Cleveland, in which to hit home runs. But oftentimes, those parks become easier for producing doubles and certainly triples. One and one delivery. Swing and a soft liner off the end of the bat into center. Woodcock a couple of steps back and makes the catch. So two up and two down for Kise thus far in the top of the first. That brings up Connor Oliver. First pitch weather report, by the way, 79 and overcast. Brought to you by ServPro. If unpredictable weather causes damage to your home, turn to the experts at ServPro. Faster to any size disaster. Oliver, another left-handed batter. The pitch. He takes a fastball strike. 194 average for Oliver. No home runs. He has six RBIs. Player who has bounced around the Frontier League in his time. The pitch, swing and a miss. Elevated breaking ball, 0-2. First became a Frontier Leaguer with Lake Erie back in 2016. He spent a couple of years with the Crushers. Then he was with Dan Roan in Traverse City in 2018, as well as River City. The pitch. Swing and a miss, he chased a slider outside and strikes out. So a couple of Ks for Kisei brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one call system in the first inning. Gateway waited four games in his homestand for a one, two, three, top of the first, but Grizzlies pitchers, Ford on Saturday, Kisei on Tuesday, have delivered in back-to-back -back ball games. Half an inning down, Lake Erie nothing, and Gateway coming up on the Grizzlies media network. What to expect when you're expecting a teenager. Learning the lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. 
Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Tyson Cronin goes to the mound for Lake Erie as we head to the bottom of the first inning. His crushers went one, two, three in the top of the first, and he will deal in the home half with Abdiel Diaz, Jay Prather, and Ty Moore to be followed by Chase Vallo, Axel Johnson, Nick Rotola, Jose Rosario, Justin Jones, and Dustin Woodcock. Cronin, a six foot one, 210 pound right hander from Pateros, Washington, out of Oklahoma Wesleyan. He is a second-year professional who made 12 appearances or 11 appearances in 2019, the majority of them with Lincoln and the American Association, and then also three starts with Southern Illinois, where he twice faced Gateway, worked nine combined innings, four earned runs on 12 hits. Both of those starts were in July at Rent One Park. He deals to Abdiel Diaz, batting from the left side to start it, and Diaz takes a fastball strike of the inner half above the knees. Diaz, a switch hitter, straightaway stands on the left side against the right-hander Cronin, who rocks and lets fly. Diaz bounces a high fastball to second. Off three hops, it's taken knee-high by Betancourt, who flips to first to retire Diaz. Cronin, so far this year, has made just the one start. It was last Wednesday on the road against Evansville at historic Bossy Field, where he allowed five Otters runs, three earned over three innings on only three hits, struck out two and walked two. So here's Jay Prather, another left-handed batter. 296 average, a homer and three batted in. The pitch, Jay fouls it straight back to the bottom of the screen. Nothing, nothing, one out and nobody on as we play in the bottom of the first inning. Jay likely going to get an opportunity at extended playing time over the next week plus. The pitch. He takes low, one ball and one strike. He was already perhaps forcing Cameron Roth's hand a little bit with how he had started offensively, especially when you combine that with his defensive versatility. We saw him start the season in the outfield when Dustin Woodcock was on the shelf. One and one pitch is golf foul off the left side out of play. He's a natural infielder, and that's where he's been of late. That looks likely to continue with Connor Owings going to the seven-day injured list today after he picked up an injury running to first base on a ground ball in the middle inning Sunday. One ball, two strikes. Cronin delivers. Prather swings and drives one. High and deep down the right field line, and it's gone. A solo home run for Jay Prather, his second big fly of the season, at its 1-0 gateway in the first inning. Just a, a classic Grisbaugh. Not a half-bad option 
to have to bring in as a regular with Owings unavailable. That forces Justin Jones in at first. Abdiel Diaz shifts from second to short, and Jay Prather gets his chance at second base, and he has made the most of it in his first opportunity tonight. Here's the left-hand batter, Ty Moore. Cronin winds and deals. Moore takes a fastball strike. Ty is one out of 10 thus far as a Grizzly. This is his fifth appearance. He was added just shortly after the season began. Cronin shakes off one sign and brings it in. Moore takes a slider, a sharp one, but it was well low. One ball and one strike. This Lake Erie defense has had its issues so far this year. The Crushers have already made 14 errors. Gateway has made only four in the same number of ball games. One and one pitch. Moore takes a fastball outside, ball two. The Crushers have Kraft in left, Dunstan in center, Oliver in right. Passa Tempo is the third baseman with Achenbach short, Betancourt at second, and Wofford the first baseman. Carl Ellison catches for Tyson Cronin. Here he comes. Moore takes down and in ball three. And it's the infield minus Wofford that has been the most suspect for Lake Erie this year. Passa Tempo has made two errors, as has Betancourt at second. Achenbach has made four. Three and one delivery. Moore takes just high ball four. So Ty has a walk for the first time as a Grizzly. It was one of the interesting things in his first 10 at-bats. He had neither a strikeout nor a walk. Come up 10 times, he had put the ball in play every time, but it only reached once. So he's on for the second time as a Grizzly, a one-out base runner for Gateway with a one-nothing lead in the first inning. And here is Chase Vallo. Right-hander against right-hander. Cronin goes to the stretch for the first time and deals. Cronin, or rather, Vallo uh, takes inside for a ball. Chase has a 343 average, one home run. He's knocked in three. Short lead for Moore at first, where he's held on by Wofford. And the 1-0 pitch from Cronin on the way. Vallo takes a strike of the outside edge. Eric Eckert is our home plate umpire this evening. He's joined by Trevor Klosterman at first base and Mike Weinstein at third. Although Mr. Weinstein is swung over towards second base now with Moore at first and one out. One and one delivery. Valdo grounds one sharply through the left side, a base hit. So three straight Grizzlies have reached a Prather home run, a Moore walk, and a single for Chase Valdo. Two on, one out, and Axel Johnson coming up. He has been feeling it offensively of late. That Prather home run, by the way, was the first Grizzlies hit of the ball game. It was delivered in style and brought to you, as always, by Montclair Animal Hospital. If your furry friend isn't feeling well or in need of an annual checkup, you can bring them to Montclair Animal Hospital, where their mission is to give each pet their full attention. Righty to lefty. 
Cronin ready, and he throws. Johnson takes very high, ball one. Gateway one, Lake Erie nothing. Two Grizzlies on and one out. Last of the first inning with damage already done on the Prather solo homer. Johnson leans back in his straightaway left side stance. Pitches a fastball that he pops foul left side out of play. Nick Rotola is on deck. Gateway trying to put up a crooked number in the first inning. And again, with how Lake Erie has hit the baseball this year, that would put a lot of pressure on the Crushers right away. More so than most teams, a first inning deficit is going to look awfully intimidating to them. What a one delivery. Johnson pops it up off his hands. Third base side, pass a tempo, tracks in and to his right, just to the foul side of the bag. Might have curled back into fair territory. Looked like perhaps he did. Regardless, makes the catch. And there are two men out. Although it's worth noting that even though the Crushers have struggled to hit for power and have not hit for high average, they've taken a few walks. They've stolen bases to put pressure on the defense, and they've actually scored more runs than Gateway through 10 games. You'd think that there's some good luck, bad luck in there. The pitch to Rotola. Fastball taken for a strike. Nonetheless, you have to give the Crushers that credit that they've found ways to create runs. Moore at second, Valo at first. Two down in the Grizzlies' first inning and a run already across to make it 1-0 to the hosts in the first. Nothing and one on Rotola. And the pitch. Check swing on a slider that dipped low. One ball and one strike. Rotolo brings in a 333 average. He has homered three times and driven home six. Cronin sets center of the rubber at the letters and the one and one pitch. Rotola tops it foul, spinning off the third base side toward the Grizzlies on deck circle where Jose Rosario scoops it up. Would be perhaps a little bit disappointing for Gateway to only get the one run out of this in the end. Having put Moore and Valo at first and second with nobody out after the run was already across on the Jay Prather home run. Cronin a strike away from getting out of it. His 1-2 offering is not going to come in because he stepped off the back of the rubber, seeing Ty Moore out at second, bouncing around. Never know. Maybe you could instigate a balk. Put a couple of runners in scoring position for Rotola. So now the one and two offering from Cronin is on the way. Rotola waves and misses at a slider that took a dive down and outside, and he strikes out the first victim of Tyson Cronin tonight. But the Grizzlies score a run on the second home run of the season by Ty Prather. They pick up two hits and leave two men on base. We head to the second. It's Gateway 1 and Lake Erie nothing on the Grizzlies Media Network. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. <laughs>
Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. It's 4 a.m., Monday, and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Gateway one and Wendy's, or rather in Lake Erie, nothing as we go to the second inning from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Soje, where Carl Ellison, Trevor Akabaugh, and Brody Wofford are due up for the Crushers, four, five, and six. After Sebastian Kise made very quick work of the first three in this order with a couple of strikeouts in a one, two, three, top of the first, and then he got a home run from Jay Prather in the bottom of the first inning. Spotted him out to a one-run lead. Lefty to righty, the pitch to Ellison. As a fastball that he fouls back. Ellison is hitting 241. He has a homer and four RBIs. But Kise looked like he was pretty much cruising in that first inning. Only took him 11 pitches, nine of them were strikes. One strike offering now. Allison takes a curve that loops in for strike two. Kise has been going to that curveball a little bit more, and it seems like a little bit earlier, his last two starts, counting this one, as compared to when he went on opening night in that loss to Keep Quebec, although he did not get any defensive help in that game. The pitch. Allison takes strike three called. Fastball of the inside corner at the knees. Beautifully executed by Sebastian Kise. And that's his third strikeout already for the first out of the second. All Grizzly strikeouts are brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one-call system. Call Julie before you dig. Simply dial 811. It's smart, it's free, it's the law. First one to Trevor Achenbaugh's golf foul, right side and out of play. Achenbaugh with a 265 average, one home run, and one RBI. 
former Frontier League champion with the River City Rascals in 2019 when he was an all-star. The pitch, fastball taken low, one ball and one strike. At 259 that year, he had 14 home runs, drove in 45. He's also known for getting hit by a lot of pitches, and that's continued this year. He's been plunked four times already. One and one offering. Big curve this time stays up and away. Two balls and a strike. One nothing gateway, one out, and the bases are empty. In the top of the second inning. Of course, Akinball was a crusher back in 2017. The pitch. He takes low, and it's 3-1. and one. Then he went to River City in 2018, and things uh, really worked out there. He and Steve Brook were quite a good marriage. The pitch. Akinball pops it up, foul ground right side and out of play. That'll be three balls, two strikes. Steve Brook, the very accomplished former Frontier League pitcher and then Rascals manager, was slated actually to be the pitching coach for Gateway in 2020 before the season was called off. And then with the expansion Ottawa Titans joining the Frontier League this year, he took that managerial job, which is what opened up the pitching coach job for Cameron Roth. Payoff pitch to Achenbaugh, and he takes strike three call. Fastball pretty much down the middle at the knees, and that is three Ks in a row for Kisei, four in the ball game. Two down to the second. All Grizzly strikeouts brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one-call system, and it brings up Brody Wofford. So Steve Brook is on his second new job in as many seasons since the Rascals left the league. Pitch to Wofford is a slider taken for a strike. And in neither instance has he gotten to actually be part of a game. Because in 2020, of course, there was no season. And in 2021, Ottawa has had to call off their season. The pitch is a curve that Wofford lifts into short right center. Long run out for the second baseman, Prather. He's called off by a sliding Rotola from right who makes the backhand catch. What a play by Nick Rotola. Prather bailed out when he heard the call just in time, and Rotola sprawled in to make the grab and make it six up and six down with four strikeouts for Sebastian Kiesay. We go to the bottom of the second. It's Gateway 1 and Lake Erie nothing on the Grizzlies Media Network. My name is Hunter Hayes. I know myself and I know my buzzed warning signs. One shot is about knowing my limits or not necessarily knowing my limits. I start with one shot to have a good time. One of the signs that I'm starting to feel a little buzz is when I start solving not only my own problems, but the entire world's problems. When I know I'm going out, I know I'm gonna start with calling for a ride. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Three, two, one. Oh no. Which button am I? Uh... When every second counts, you can't wing it. Uh, guys, a little help up here. In a home fire, you may have less than two minutes to get out. So make a family home fire escape plan. Then practice home fire drills at least twice a year so everyone knows what to do when they hear. 
Prepare your family at ready.gov slash fire drill. Brought to you by FEMA, the Ag Council, and Make Safe Happen. Calling the all-new 2021 Ford F-150 just tough is like calling me, D-Nice, just a DJ. Call it fresh with an available interior work surface for putting in work or getting in lunch. Call it connected with standard Sync 4 technology plus a huge available 12-inch touchscreen. Call it capable with available Pro Power onboard outlets for tools or turntables. Call me D-Nice. Actually, tough this smart can only be called F-150. Introducing the all-new 2021 Ford F-150. Built Ford proud. Built Ford tough. Jose Rosario will lead off for the Grizzlies in the bottom of the second inning. He'll be followed by Justin Jones and Dustin Woodcock, the 7, 8, and 9 hitters for Cameron Roth with Gateway out to a 1-0 lead through an inning and a half over Lake Erie. Nate Gatter, Brandon Ross back with you on the Grizzlies Media Network. Rosario is sitting at 225. He does not yet have a home run. He's driven in two. And he will bat against the 6'1 right-hander Tyson Cronin who allowed the solo home run to Jay Prather, also walked Ty Moore and gave up a ground ball single to Chase Vallo. The windup of the pitch. Rosario swings and smashes a line drive at his center, but it's right at Sean Dunstan Jr., who had to take maybe one tiny little step in, and he makes the catch letter high for the first out. Someone needs to check their car. That sounds like it's checked. There you go. Asking you shall receive. So Rosario down, and here's Justin Jones. Or maybe I just have the magic power to make that car alarm go off. Maybe. That'd be a useful skill. Right-hander to right-hander. Here it comes. And Jones takes just high, ball one. Though it doesn't work for fire alarms. Kept going off the other week. 1-0 pitch. Jones grounds it sharply up third and foul. One ball and one strike. Well, do you listen to our ads? Did you have a fire plan? <laughs> Did you take action? You're just I, a one-man band, so you don't even need, need to make a plan. No family meeting. Just have a meeting with your with yourself. It, it, you know, it's a one-man meeting, but at the same time, there, there was no active fire. I just had to get the alarm to turn off. What a one pitch. Jones takes down and away ball two. Now, it's a new apartment, but it's it can only be so new when the leaving the shower running for like eight minutes is enough yeah yeah you got to get a little fan out there and and, and point it at the at the fire alarm two one pitch is down and outside ball three that's a secret let's keep everything circulating it'll never know pretty much any time i turn on the oven that's an automatic one out nobody on one nothing gateway in the last of the second and cronin's three and one pitch to jones on the way Swing at a pop-up. Left side of the infield for the third baseman pass at Tempo, but he's called off by the shortstop, Achenbaugh, who comes a good way over to his right and in toward the baseline to make the catch. So Jones retired, and here is Dustin Woodcock with two outs and nobody on. Cronin has done well, to be fair, since those rocky moments in the first inning. He's recovered nicely. He allowed the one-out home run to Prather, then the walk to Moore, then the single to Valo all in a row. So Gateway had already scored one and then had two on with one out, and Johnson and Rotola do up. Righty to lefty, here comes Cronin. Woodcock tried to check his swing on a fastball that's called a strike regardless over the inside corner. 
and that could have gotten ugly for Cronin. But he did not allow that to happen. A pop-up from Johnson, a strikeout of Vertola. Woodcock tops a high chopper toward first. Wofford comes in to backhand the first top shoulder high and goes to the mag himself for the out. So a very quick and smooth 1-2-3 inning for Tyson Cronin in the second. We go to the third, 1-0 gateway on the Grizzlies Media Network. Sweet strawberry icing. You're in goodwill and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot. Miniature donut earrings. You lean in. Ah. Oh. That's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. 150 over 90, and I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure sounds like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from silent. Get back on your treatment plan or talk with your doctor to create a plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. I had this toe. Everything's changed. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. Melissa from Michigan. I work an extra part-time job serving lunch at my child's school, but still can't afford to put food on our table. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. Gateway one, Lake Erie nothing after two innings from GCS Credit Union Ballpark in Soge. If you're looking for a great rate on your next auto loan or wanted to refinance your current loan, check out GCS Credit Union. Visit mygcscu.com. That's mygcscu.com for details. Sebastian Kise getting ready to go back to work in the top of the third. He has retired all six crushers he's faced so far on four strikeouts and a couple of flyouts. The last one in the second. Off the bat of Brody Wofford, required a very nice sliding catch from Nick Rotola coming, flying in to his right. And he sprawled out to make the grab. But Kise has been efficient. He has been relaxed. It's been low stress. Mixed pitches well. Chase Vallow has called a good game as well. Lefty to righty. He works to Brian De La Rosa, the Crusher's DH, leading off in the third. And De La Rosa swings and misses a big cut at a letter-high fastball to start the at-bat. He is hitting a buck 67. He's homered once and knocked in a half dozen. Steve Passatempo and Javier Betancourt scheduled after him. Between them, they're hitting about 145. The pitch taken low, one ball and one strike. On the Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard, New York Tri-City, we mentioned, were postponed until a doubleheader that's going to take place in July. One of one pitch, taken for a strike. One of two on De La Rosa. The other six Frontier League games, other 12 Frontier League teams are in action. Joliet at Schaumburg. That game is scoreless in the fourth. Making very good time. 
1-2 pitch, fastball fouled straight back. Florence leads at home 5-3 in the fifth inning over Evansville, a big series early on in the season in the West Division. New Jersey up on the road, 3-2 in Washington in the sixth. Quebec the same, 4-2 at Sussex County. That game's only in the second, a high-scoring start. Kisei rocks the 1-2 pitch again. De La Rosa takes, strike three called. Fastball over the inside of the knees. De La Rosa can't believe it, but it's the fifth strikeout already for Kisei. The last three have been looking. The last three have also all been with a fastball including a couple over the inside corner at the knees to right-handed batters, and Eric Eckert has been ready to buy those. All Grizzly strikeouts are brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one-call system. Safe digging is no accident. Before you dig, call 811 or go to IllinoisOneCall.com. That's Illinois, the number one, call.com. Now the pitch to Steve Passatempo. Swing and a line drive, rocketed into center, and that's going to get down for a base hit in front of Dustin Woodcock. Pass the tempo hitting 121 so far this year, but a confident swing on the first pitch from Kisei. And he is the first Crusher's base runner to reach with one out in the third inning, and he represents the potential tying run with a number, number nine batter, Javier Betancourt, coming to the plate. Another right-handed batter, wide straightaway stance, pretty deep bend of the knees. Right elbow tucked in against his side. The pitch is a fastball taken to the belt for a strike. Just to finish up that Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard, Southern Illinois built a 3-0 lead up at Windy City after half an inning. The Grizzlies are a game ahead of the Miners, third and fourth place respectively in the West. The pitch. Bettencourt waves and misses at a good breaking ball below his knees, nothing in two. So puts a little bit of pressure in this game, I suppose, for Gateway to try to stay ahead of Southern. And unfortunately for the Grizzlies, it looks like both Florence and Evansville are going to be tough outs this year. Remember, the Frontier League playoffs have changed now with four divisions split into two conferences, and we're going to have four playoff teams still, just the four division champions. The pitch taken outside. One ball, two strikes. So no wild cards to speak of. That means the Grizzlies are chasing for the moment Florence, and it's a four-and-a-half game deficit already. They say you can't win a division in the first month, but you can lose it. Gateway has not played poorly so far, but the Yalls have played great. One-two pitch. Bettencourt swings at a curve, pops it into short right. Long run in for Rotola. This time it's too far, but Prather goes back to make the over-the-shoulder catch from second. Prather couldn't get to the ball in the second inning. Rotola came flying in for it. This time Rotola was playing very deep and had no chance, and Jay Prather just made a very difficult play look easy going back to make the over-the-shoulder catch in not even very shallow right center field. That's a great play by Prather. And it brings up the former Grizzly, lefty batter Sean Dunstan Jr. at the top of the Crusher's order. With pass at Temple at first, two down, one nothing gateway in the third. And the pitch. Dunstan takes a belt-high fastball for a strike. Mentioned Sean has swiped five bases already this year. He stole more than 30 as a Grizzly. 
in 2018 when he set the single season gateway record. Throw over to first and pass the tempo is back. That was a back to back years that that record fell. I should say that was in 2019, 18 and 19. Matt Hearn and Sean Dunstan Jr. The pitch. Swinging a soft-fisted line drive at a short left, down for a base hit. High fastball, Dunstan was able to get up for it. And he dropped it in front of Axel Johnson for a single. Pass the tempo moves up to second. Two crushers on with two men out, and Stephen Kraft is coming up. Kraft does not yet have an extra base hit this season, but he hit 293 with 22 doubles in 2019 as a crusher. And great speed is at first base in Dunstan with a huge lead as the trail runner. The pitch, Kraft checks his swing on a slider down and inside for a ball. So if Kraft were able to find a gap, he probably doesn't even need to get the ball to the wall to score Dunstan probably just to the warning track would be enough what a pitch Kraft sprays it foul off the right side out of play one ball and one strike two on and two out one nothing gateway in the third Kraft flying out to center field his first time the only man to put the ball in play in the first five batters against Kisei, who retired the first seven in total with five Ks. But he's allowed singles to two of the last three now. He looks to second and delivers. Kraft takes a curve for strike two over the inside. One ball, two strikes on Kraft. Two crushers aboard with two crushers out. Dave Prather's solo home run in the bottom of the first inning is for the moment the only scoring in the ball game. And the top of the gateway order is due up again in the bottom of, the, of this inning. But Kisan has to get the Grizzlies back into the dugout. He stretches and sets, and the one-two pitch Kraft sprays one foul again, right side. This time had to go well up to get a fastball around his shoulders. Would have probably been ball two. But he got enough. Kraft is hit in three games in a row, including two hits in a couple of those. Kisei ready again to the belt. 1-2 pitch again. Kraft swings at a curve and tops it foul to the screen. Of a hop or two toward Cameron Roth on the third base side. Top step at the Grizzlies dugout, and he's out to grab the baseball. Pass the tempo at second. Dunstan at first, both singled. Pass the tempo with one out and Dunstan with two outs. Prather, the second baseman, is over toward the bag to keep pass the tempo from getting too big a lead. So there's a sizable hole on the right side of the infield for Stephen Kraft. 
1-2 pitch once more on the way. Swing and a foul. Like Gary was not able to foul off a lot of two-strike pitches from Kisei early on in this game, first inning or two. But Kraft is hanging in there. And he's going to see a seventh pitch. And this plate appearance. Kisei has thrown 40 pitches now, 80% of them strikes. Here he comes again. Kraft fouls it off. High fastball over the outside part of the plate. Probably too high, but again, he gets to it. Still encouraging from Kisei, who we really didn't get a fair look at on opening night, considering the conditions in that ball game and the fact that the Grizzlies made two first inning errors on very routine plays. So he was fighting a grip on the baseball because of how cold and wet it was. He was fighting a defense that was dealing with similar things and maybe some opening day jitters. And really, he never got settled in. He fought his way through what he did get to. Then we saw some encouraging signs and encouraging results, to be fair, against Windy City. And now an excellent first two and two-thirds tonight. One-two pitch again. Kraft checks his swing on a slider low. Two balls and two strikes. So Kraft deserves a lot of credit because he is working this at bat beautifully. But nonetheless, that was only the ninth ball Kisei has thrown and he's recorded eight outs. Two on, two out, one nothing in the third and the two two pitch to Kraft is on the way. Swing and a foul tip on a curve. A 10th pitch coming up now to Kraft. And the count still is not even full. Kisei leans in for the sign from Valo. Brings his hands together at his chin, drops them to his belt, and here he comes. Swinging a bouncing ball toward the middle. That's through into center, a base hit. Pass a tempo, waved around third. Woodcock's throw to the plate is offline, and pass a tempo slides in safely. So Stephen Kraft wins the battle after double-digit pitches, delivers a two-out RBI single up the middle, and it's a 1-1 tie in the third inning. What an at-bat by Stephen Kraft. And if you wonder how Lake Erie has been able to scratch out 41 runs in 10 games despite hitting under 200 with barely an extra base hit per game. It's at bats like that and cashing in on scoring opportunities. Gateway has left a lot of runners on base, but the Crushers taking advantage of their chances to score. Dunstan goes around to third. Kraft is aboard after the RBI single, his third run batted in this year. And Connor Oliver will hit. As good as the start was for Kisei and for the Grizzlies all around, they failed to take full advantage of their opportunity in the first. And now Lake Erie has tied the game and could still score more. Throw over to first, and Kraft is back standing. Sean Dunstan Jr. with the mark of a true speedster at third base was peering out at that pickoff move with a lot of interest. He took a step or two closer to home plate 
looking for any opportunity to break. The pitch, Oliver ticks it foul at the plate. Jones holds Kraft, who has attempted three steals this year, all in the last four games. He's been successful twice. Infield plays Oliver to pull. Outfield follows suit, although less dramatically. Big hole on the left side of the infield. Key says one strike delivery is taken for strike two. Dunstan at third, crafted first, a run in for the Crushers, a 1-1 ball game now in the third, but two strikes and two outs. Oliver back into his wide open stance, bent of the knees, circles the bat big above his shoulder. He say the stretch and the pitch. Oliver checks his swing on a sweeping breaker down and outside for a ball. Carl Ellison waits on deck. 1-2 delivery is instead, or thought it was going to be a throw over. Instead, it's a curve outside, and Kraft is able to steal second. He broke on first move, and I thought Kisei was going to throw over and have him picked off, but Kisei came to the plate, and he missed outside with a curveball. So now second and third for Lake Erie, and it's 2-2 two and two on Connor Oliver. The pitch, Oliver chops it toward the second baseman Prather, a little step to his left, he gloves it shoulder high and tosses to Jones to retire the side. So Lake Erie scores once on three hits, but the Crushers strand three, and as we head to the, or strand two I should say, and as we head to the bottom of the third, it's a 1-1 tie on the Grizzlies Media Network. In the wake of a disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket, a tent, a sandbag, a doctor. Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. In the wake of a hurricane, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit supporthurricanerelief.org. That's supporthurricanerelief.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. <coughs> When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Hey, Kevin, thinking about retirement? I've thought about it, but it's too late for me to say. With Avvo, a retirement coach, it's never too late. Where can I learn more? Visit aceyourretirement.org today. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous, as in... Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. 
Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Lake Erie tied the ball game in the top of the third on a two-out RBI single by Stephen Kraft, but the Crushers stranded runners at second and third. So as we head to the home half of the third inning, it's Gateway 1 at Lake Erie 1. With Abdiel Diaz, Jay Prather, and Ty Moore due up for Gateway. That is the top of the Grizzlies' order. Diaz, the switch hitter, batch from the left side against Tyson Cronin. Out of the windup, center of the rubber, here he comes. Diaz takes a center cut fastball for a strike. Abdiel grounded out to second base his first time up back in the first inning. Hitting 333 coming into play now. He has looked very good in the leadoff spot for Gateway in this homestand. The pitch. Fastball swung out and missed. No balls, two strikes the count. And time called to the plate. Cronin gets his sign. Rocks and deals. Diaz takes a fastball up high. Cronin allowed that home run to Jay Prather, who's on deck in the first inning, then walked more and allowed a single to Volo, but since then, he has retired five Grizzlies in a row with a strikeout. Make it six straight with two strikeouts. Diaz waves and misses. And there's one away in the home third inning. Second strikeout for Tyson Cronin. And it brings up Jay Prather. A run on three hits for Lake Erie. A run on two hits for Gateway. Neither team has yet made an error. And both have stranded two runners. Righty to the lefty, here's the pitch. Prather swings and lifts a fly ball down the left field line, slicing into the corner. That is down, a fair ball, and short hops the fence. Prather rounds first and chugs into second with a one-out double. Jay Prather has homered and doubled already tonight. He now has five extra base hits, make it six extra base hits in eight games as a Grizzly. And he's in scoring position with one out as the potential go-ahead run in the third. Jay Prather has made the most of his opportunities. Prather had two hits last night, a double and a single, or I should say on Sunday in the last game. Here's the lefty batter, Ty Moore. Cronin goes back to the stretch for the first time since the opening inning. The pitch. Moore takes a fastball for a strike. Prather had a single and a sacrifice fly on Friday, the last time before Sunday that he was in the lineup. Been uh, an every other day kind of player for the most part. He missed a couple of games before that. Had a big opening night as well against Akeep Quebec. The pitch. Swing and a line drive over second base, down a base hit. Prather was going back to second base, thinking it might be caught on the infield. So he has to reverse course and hustle up to third and then stops there on the single by Moore. 
his second Grizzlies hit. And Gateway has been on the corners for Chase Vallo with one out. The Prather on opening night had four hits in seven at-bats at a walk. So Jay Prather at home has been absolutely fantastic. He has had multiple hits in all but one game he started, and in that one he had a single and a sack fly, so two quality plate appearances still. The pitch to Volo is taken down and outside for a ball. So Prather at third, Moore at first, one out in the last of the third inning, and a 1-1 tie. Volo had a single his first time on a ground ball through the left side. Right-hander against right-hander. Cronin is ready. Sets out the letters. And here he comes. Volo swings and ticks one foul back into Ellison's mitt. Strike two, or rather strike one, I should say, to even the count. Cronin was able to respond well with runners on base in the first inning. See if he could do the same in the third. One of one offering to Volo after a long hold on the way. Chase takes an knee-high fastball for strike two. And the only run Cronin has allowed was to Jay Prather on that solo home run back in the first. So when Cronin has been forced into the stretch with runners on base, he's been able to bear down. One ball, two strikes on Volo. Now the pitch. Swing and a miss and a slider down and outside. Strike three. Second strikeout in the inning. Third tonight for Cronin and a big second out. No double play necessary anymore for Lake Erie, but Axel Johnson is coming up, and he's been swinging a hot bat on his homestand. Had a couple of home runs. Now up to seven RBIs to lead Gateway. Popped up to third his first time with two on in that at bat, first and second. Now he has two on with Prather at third and Moore at first. Two down in the third inning in a tie game. Johnson swings and tips one back into Ellison's mitt for a strike. Gateway one, Lake Erie one. The Grizzlies will not want to see another opportunity Go by the wayside after the Grizzlies had eight hits without a run Sunday against Florence. Cronin pitches. Johnson a little bloop in a short right center. Long run in for Dunstan. It's down for a base hit. That will score Prather. Moore stops at second. Softly hit by Johnson, but an RBI single into short center, and it's a 2-1 gateway lead in the third inning. Jay Prather has homered and doubled. He scored both Grizzlies runs. Johnson picks up his eighth RBI of the year to lead the club. And Gateway's lead is restored at 2-1. to one. Still 2-1 two and 2-out two for the powerful Nick Rotola, who struck out his first time but brought in a 3.33 average with six extra base hits in his own right. The pitch instead of spinning a look back at second. Rotola and Prather combined have only one fewer extra base hit than the entire Lake Erie roster so far this year. Six and six for them, 13 for the Crushers. The pitch, 
taken high for a ball. Moore caused Cronin a little bit of a problem when he was out of second base in the first inning, although maybe problem is too strong a word. He paid attention to him, but it didn't seem to affect what he was doing with the hitter. The 1-0 offering on the way. Rotola swings and misses. He chased a slider down and outside. That was how Cronin got him for the strikeout back in the first inning. That pitch might have even been farther down and farther outside. Rotola has been a bit susceptible to that pitch. He and Chase Bado have both struck out 15 times so far this year, tied for the team lead. Two on, two out, 2-1 two gateway, third inning. And Cronin's one and one pitch. Rotola swings over a slider, this time probably a strike around the knees, certainly over the plate. And it's one ball, two strikes with Jose Rosario on deck. He would bat next if Rotola can extend this inning for the Grizzlies. Cronin straightens with his sign. A look to second. Another look, now the pitch. Rotola takes a slider that bounces in the opposite batter's box but was knocked down very nicely by the backhand stab of the catcher, Carl Ellison. It's two and two, but more importantly for Lake Erie, those gateway runners remain at first and second rather than second and third. Well, would have certainly been a wild pitch, but Ellison saved the day. Two balls, two strikes on Rotola. Cronin is ready again and lets it fly. Fastball taken just outside. That was close. Ellison held it there for a moment, and it looked like maybe home plate umpire Eric Eckert was hearing it a little bit from the Crusher's dugout on the first base side. Three balls, two strikes, two outs. Grizzlies at first and second, so they'll be moving with a pitch. Up two to one in the third. The payoff. Rotola swings and misses a slider down and outside. That's been the bread and butter for Cronin tonight, certainly against Rotola, and he strikes him out for the second time. Four Ks for Cronin tonight, but the Grizzlies score on three hits and two left. We head to the fourth. Brandon Ross will have it for you. Gateway two and Lake Erie one on the Grizzlies media network. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <laughs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hi, everyone. Al Roker here. As a guy with his own catchphrase, I appreciate that after 75 years, Smokey's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But I'm filling in because there's a lot more to report. Like when it's dry or windy. Be careful burning yard waste, because wildfires can even start in your neck of the woods. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. 
Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless, dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. My apologies for turning on the wrong mic, so you haven't heard anything of what I said this inning so far. My apologies. We're in the top of the fourth inning. It's 2-1 to one gateway. 0-1 the count on Carl Ellison. First pitch, fastball inside. The count's 1-1. One one. I'm just having a heck of a day here. And now Tom Calhoun's giving me a tough time. You know you're not having a good day when the voice of Enterprise Center is getting in your grill. One on the count on Carl Ellison, righty who struck out his first time facing the lefty Sebastian Kise in his fourth inning. 1-1, one, one. fastball inside, almost gets him, had to jump out of the way. Goes off of Paul's glove and just rolls back to the backstop. Kise, face, Kise facing the heart of the order in this fourth inning. Ellison followed by Trevor Achenbaugh and Brody Wofford. Elson steps out, adjusts his helmet. Double taps the bat on home plate. Kise working from the heart of the rubber, two on. Chopper right back over his head. He reaches, can't get it. It's through up the middle base hit. So now four hits all coming in the last two innings for Lake Erie. And the first of the day for Carl Ellison. Tying run on base for the Crushers with nobody out. See if this starts a run. Those three hits in the third inning came in four batters. And now Trevor Achenbaugh. Already has a home run and an RBI this season. Settles in. Struck out his first time. Kise from the stretch. Quick throw to first, not inside. Elson back in standing. Kise now working from the extreme first base side in the stretch. He was working more from the middle earlier. Stairs down first base, throw home. Curveball hangs outside, counts two and up. Or rather the first pitch is outside for ball one. Achenbaugh, as Nate mentioned earlier, a two-year River City Rascal, originally a 2017 Lake Erie Crusher. 
graduate of Oklahoma Wesleyan University. Akabel waits, 1-0, in the dirt. Started his swing, checked it. Late appeal from Valo to first. Does not get the call from Trevor Klosterman. So 2-0 the count on Akinbaugh. And 2-1 the score in favor of the Grizzlies. Top of the fourth inning. Nobody on. The tying run on for the Crushers. Short lead for Ellison. The Crusher catcher on first base. Kisei stares him down in the close lefty stance. 2-0. High pop-up. Right side. Sneaks into the outfield. Pray the ranges to the line from second. Makes the catch over his right shoulder for the first out. That was not an easy play. He's done a lot tonight. He ran into deep right center field to track down a fly ball back in the third inning. And they're ranging right behind the first baseman, Justin Jones, to make the catch about five feet left of the right field line. One gone, one on. Two on the score in favor of the Grizzlies. Top of the fourth inning. Brady Wofford, lefty enters with the tying run on first. Lefty to lefty, first pitch. Curveball fisted the opposite way and foul. Wofford flied out to right last time, but he probably should have been a hit. Nick Rotola making an incredible sliding catch to keep that one from dropping. At the time preserved, Six up, six down. Lefty waits back half of the box. Kise in the stretch, 0-1. Breaking ball, clips the zone at the knees. Down the middle, strike two. Kise already has five strikeouts tonight. One more ties his season high, which is also the most any Grizzly pitcher has gotten in the game this season. Black glove of the belt, stare to first 0-2. Pop up left side fallow ground. Rosario to his right at the wall, reaches up onto the net, it's just out of his reach. That was a tough play. He probably would have had to be somewhat superhuman, make a Spider-Man-esque climb up the left field netting, which might not have been the wisest decision if he did, but you know, protect your safety, and it's 0-2. Wofford facing the 0-2 count. Ellison on first. Crusher is up at the play in the top of the fourth, down 2-1. Given that in a major league net just fell down in the middle of a game a couple days ago, wise decision from Rosario. 0-2 from Kise. Breaking ball cuts a bit too far outside. Brian De La Rosa waiting in the on-deck circle ever so patiently. Two half-hearted practice swings, grips the maple handle of his black-barreled bats. Wofford waits, one, two, slider outside. Haven't seen too much of the splitter from Kisei tonight. Part of a four-pitch repertoire, arguably five. When he talked to me, he didn't include the curveball, but he's been throwing it a lot. Lefty sets first base side. 2-2 pitch. Chop foul right on top of the Crusher dugout. Going right into the waiting arms of Steve Tempo On about the second of four steps in that dugout. Waiting in the hole. 
Ellison, a short lead off first. Still a double play opportunity here for the Grizzlies. Diaz and Prather shaded closer to second, a little bit more so for Diaz with a slight shift to right. 2-2, swing and a miss at a curveball in the dirt, strike three. Wofford started running the first because Valo dropped it and then quickly realized that Elson's still there. He can't go anywhere. Six strikeouts for Sebastian Kise. And two gone here in the fourth inning. That strikeout, like all Grizzly strikeouts, brought to you by Julie, the Illinois One Call System. Call Julie before you dig. Simply dial 811. It's simple. It's free. It's the law. With two gone, tying run on first for the Crushers. Trailing one, two to one in the top of the fourth. Here's the righty Brian De La Rosa. First pitch is a pitch out up and away. De La Rosa struck out looking his first time in an interesting spot for a pitch out. Carl Ellison, the man on first base. In his two professional seasons, hasn't even attempted a stolen base. 1-0, fastball outside. De La Rosa, right-handed hitter. Will wait to finish the A-B as now Sebastian Kise seems to be opening and closing his left hand as if something might be wrong. Jeff Manzo and Cameron Roth are out of the dugout and onto the mound for Gateway. Not sure I quite saw what happened. Cameron Roth making a motion to the bullpen to get somebody loose, Sebastian Kise. Whatever it is, it's taking him out of the game. But a strong outing for Kise. Ties the season high with six strikeouts. Surrenders four hits, only the one run in three and two thirds innings. New man on the mound for the Grizzlies when we come back on the Grizzlies Media Network. Live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. <laughs> Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. It's 4 a.m., Monday, and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man. 
you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. Jack Jett has escaped the Grizzlies' bullpen. See if you can escape Twisted Ski, Twisted Key Escape Rooms in Collinsville. Visit TwistedKeyEscape.com. Jack Jett, the righty out of Hofstra University, making his second appearance for the Grizzlies this season. He is in to replace Sebastian Kiesay. Unclear exactly what happened. But he came up opening and closing his left hand, his pitching hands. After the second pitch of the at-bat to the DH, Brian De La Rosa for Lake Erie. So he gets pulled after Jeff Manzo comes out and takes him out. And in comes Jack Jett. He's made one appearance so far in this 2021 season. A late sign. He's only been with the team for a little less than a week. Earned the win in the 5-2 victory over Florence. Pitched three innings of scoreless relief. Gave up four hits. Walked one, but struck out five. Throwing his final couple warm-up pitches here. He's going in to face Brian De La Rosa. What's happened so far this inning, Carl Elson led off with a single and is on first base still. Trevor Achenbaugh popped out to shallow right field where Trevor, where Jay Prather managed to track it down. And then Brody Wofford struck out swinging for the sixth K of the night for Sebastian Kiese. That would unfortunately be the final batter he faced, tying his season high of six Ks and the Grizzlies record on the season up to 17 total now. And Jack Jett starts off with Brian De La Rosa. He'll be coming up with a 2-0 count. As the first two pitches were thrown by Kise before getting pulled in favor of Jett here. This has been a lot of warm-up pitches, and understandably so. This is an injury replacement situation. No one was up in the bullpen for the Grizzlies. And probably no one to be up for a while. Sebastian Kise's pitch counts wasn't even coming close to climbing anywhere dangerous. Final warm-up pitch coming here for Jet and Brian De La Rosa, who's been waiting probably forever. He reapplied to Dona to take some warm-up swings just to keep the bat fresh. As Grizzlies. Still protecting a 2-1 lead in the top of the fourth. The one run for Lake Erie coming in the top half of the third inning, an RBI single from Stephen Kraft. The two Grizzly runs, both scored by Jay Prather, one on a solo home run. The second time, he came home from third on an RBI single from Axel Johnson. And finally, after the long wait, here's Brian De La Rosa. Weird to hear continuing is at bat, but that's what happened. Second pitch of the AB, Kise comes up with a awkward feeling in his arm, gets pulled, and here's De La Rosa facing the righty Jack Jett. Carl Ellison leading off first, 2-0, curveball low and away. 
So Jets starting with a bit of an unfortunate handicap here. Already behind 3-0 after one pitch. Out of the stretch first base side, he deals. Fastball nicks the outside corner for strike one. De La Rosa, former third round pick of the Braves. He's been with Blake Erie for three years, now in his fourth season. 3-1. Fastball brushes him back, that's ball four. Tosses the bat end over end towards the dugout and trots on to first. So he's the go-ahead run on base now for Lake Erie and the game tying run in scoring position. Carl Ellison moving up from first to second. With two out in the inning, Jack Jett trying to protect this 2-1 Grizzly lead. Has to face Steve Passatempo. Had the first hit of the ball game for Lake Erie back in that third inning. Came around to score the only run. He has Ellison on second, De La Rosa on first. Righty to righty, Jet kicks and fires. Swing and a miss. Goes with a first pitch breaking ball. And it's a tail to the outside part of the zone. Pass the tempo swung inside of it. For Pass the tempo, this is his third pro season. Though you could really say it's his third season in the Frontier League. It's actually his first. The uh, one is a fastball catching the inside corner. Passatempo really didn't like that. Gave a long look to Eric Eckert as he stepped out of the box. And so it's 0-2. Spent 2019 and 2020 with the Rockland Boulders. First season when they were still in the Can-Am Association. And then the second time part of the All-American Baseball Challenge hosted in part by the Boulders in 2020. Also had a cup of tea with the High Point Rockers of the Atlantic League in 19. 0 2. Curveball drops and cuts the zone, strike three. Big old hook from the big boy Jack Jet. Top of the zone, down to bottom, slices down on the way through. His first strikeout and the seventh of the game for the Grizzlies pitching ends this top half of the fourth inning. One hit, two runners left on. No one comes across to score. Grizzlies back up to bat, trying to maintain and add to the lead on the Grizzlies media network. I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man. You, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its prediabetes awareness partners. My name is Hunter Hayes. I know myself, and I know my buzzed warning signs. 
One shot is about knowing my limits or not necessarily knowing my limits. I start with one shot to have a good time. One of the signs that I'm starting to feel a little buzz is when I start solving not only my own problems, but the entire world's problems. When I know I'm going out, I know I'm gonna start with calling for a ride. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Bottom of the fourth inning in Soge, GCS Credit Union Ballpark, site of game one of this three-game set, game six of the eight-game homestand for the Gateway Grizzlies. Right now ahead two to one over the Lake Erie Crushers. One run in each of the first and third innings, both scored by Jay Prather. First a solo home run, the second coming home on an RBI single from Axel Johnson. Tyson Cronin who tossed the first three innings, is still out for the fourth, facing the bottom third of the order, starting with Jose Rosario. Righty to righty, they kick the fire out of the windup. Fastball right down the middle for strike one. First time up, Rosario lined out to center. Has some friendly wind working for him this time. 0-1, rolled on the ground off the end of the bat towards second, backhand picking the gap by Betancourt. He stands up and throws to first. Well in time to get Rosario for the first out. Definitely not a simple play there in the gap by Betancourt. He slid down. Kind of scooped it up near his waist. Very uncomfortable position, but he got up and fired it off quickly. So Rosario sets down. There's the first out of this home half of the fourth. And with the Grizzlies looking to add on to the 2-1 lead, here's Justin Jones, the eighth hitter. Another righty for the Grizzlies. Full windup and the pitch. Pop-up. Shallow outfields. Akimba. Akinball converges with Betancourt and Dunstan Jr. In the end, it's the center fielder, Dunstan Jr., ranging into the right center gap, calling off everybody else to make the catch for the second out. So Jones now 0 for 2, as is Rosario. A very quick first two outs. Took only three pitches for Tyler Cro or Tyson Cronin. And now the lefty Dustin Woodcock up with two outs. Wind might be more helpful to him. He's a lefty, and he got that short porch, 301 and right. Righty to lefty, first pitch up. Swing and a miss way early on the curveball. First time up, Woodcock grounded out to first. And Brody Wofford took it himself. A one. Checks his swing on a fastball, still finds the zone bottom half, 0-2. Cronin now with a chance to get out of this inning on just six pitches. Two outs, no one on, 0-2 the count on Dustin Woodcock, the lefty. 0-2, pop back and foul over our heads and out of play. Deep breath from Cronin, 0-2. High chopper right side of the infield. 
hops almost over the head of Betancourt. He leaps and gets it above his left shoulder and throws to first in time to end the inning. One, two, three, go the Grizzlies in the bottom of the fourth. Onto the fifth we go. Gateway still ahead, 2-1 on the Grizzlies Media Network. It presents what to expect when you're expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. To the fifth inning at GCS Credit Union Ballpark. A 2-1 lead for the Gateway Grizzlies over the Lake Erie Crushers. Jack Jett tossing his final warm-up pitches before this inning gets underway. And he has to face 9-1-2. and two. He entered midway through the fourth inning after Sebastian Kisei was struggling with his left arm after tossing his sixth strikeout. Tossed the first two pitches of the at-bat to Brian De La Rosa before getting pulled. Jet proceeded to give up a walk to De La Rosa after starting behind and then immediately struck out Steve Passatempo for his first K of the afternoon, or excuse me, this early evening in Soge. The sky can fool you, still bright and blue. Only a few scoured clouds above the sky. It was overcast earlier, but now gorgeous baseball night. Javier Betancourt is the first man up. Righty to righty matchup, first pitch. Off the end of the bat, rolled between third and short. Diaz charges, backhands, throws on the run, falling away. Throw, drags the first baseman. Jones off the bag, tries to apply the tag, and not in time. Jones then steps on first, saying that Bencourt didn't touch it, and I think he's right. Cameron Roth is running out to first base now, and I think he has a fair case. Jones reached to apply the tag. It seemed like Bencourt had run out of the baseline and didn't touch first. But it's going to be a short argument. And now Trevor Klosterman, who got the brunt of it, the first base umpire, now going back to talk to Eric Eckert. And Mike Weinstein coming in, the third base umpire from his perch in second. Now they're having a three-man booth over down the first baseline. Betancourt's still on first base. They exit the huddle. They say he's safe. We've got video. We'll look at the replay later.
So that's officially an error on Abdiel Diaz. It was a good effort from him to try to make the play, but he dragged Jones off the bag, and the tag could not be applied. With Betancourt on first, top of the order comes up in the lefty and former Grizzly, Sean Dudson Jr. First pitch, change up, drops, but hits the bottom of the zone for strike one. Dunstan out the gate, one for two, a single and a strikeout. Both of those came against Kisei, going up for the first time against the righty in Jack Jet. Dunstan takes a couple taps of the Black Barrel bat on home plate. Jet on the stretch, first base side, the kick, the throw. Swing and a miss. Tried to chase a fastball low and away. Now Dunstan Jr. behind 0-2. Still double play spot for the Grizzlies if it's put in play. Brayther at second, Diaz at short, converging a bit closer to the second base bag. Dunstan has a Betancourt on first. 0-2. Oh, Breaking ball in the dirt, goes off of Valo's cup and ricochets all the way to the Crusher's dugout. Rattles up against the front wall. And in that time, Betancourt moves up to second. So now the tying run in scoring position. Or Lake Geary, single could bring him home. After the ball, it's 1-2 on Dunstan Jr. And Ben Court with a more comfortable leadoff second. Double play opportunity is gone. 1-2, chases a way high fastball and somehow gets a piece of it to send it back foul. That ball was at his, at his mouth level. He still tried to chase it. As his friendly win to right. One, two count, no one gone. Crusher's trying to chip away at the two, one Grizzly lead. One, two. Hard rip down the right field line, over the head of Leaping Jones and it rolls into the right field corner. Bancourt scores easy, Dunstan up to second, well ahead of the bouncing throw. It's an RBI double for Sean Dunstan Jr. And we're all tied up at two here in Soje. So the run will go down unearned for Jack Jett, since without the error, Betancourt would not have reached first base at all. So still no earned runs for him, but now a costly spot to be in. Tie ball game, go ahead run for the Crushers in scoring position in Dunstan Jr. Now, wouldn't be shocked if he tries to take third. He can fly. Grizzly single season record holder set that in 2019. First pitch to Stephen Kraft, the righty two hitter, is a curveball in the dirt. Kraft brought home the first run. An RBI single in the third inning. I was about to say the second. I don't know why I was saying that. Third inning. Up here in the top of the fifth, already one home for Lake Erie. We're tied at two. One low. Fastball up and in. Side from that single, will fly out to center in the first inning. Kraft adjusts his helmet. Dunstan with a massive lead off second base. Brayther keeping him in check. 
Fake step over, 2-0, runner goes. Curveball on the outside corner, strike one, throw down to third, was in ahead of the runner, but the throw was high and forced Rosario to jump to keep it from going to left field. So a successful stolen base from Sean Dunstan Jr. And that puts the go-ahead run for the Crushers just 90 feet away with nobody out. For Dunstan Jr., a league-leading sixth stolen base of this season. 2-1. High chopper towards third, right at the chest of Rosario. He rifles to first in time to get the first out. A much needed out is with Dunstan Jr. on third and his speed. Really, any fly ball will do, as long as it's not barely beyond the outfield. Maybe a little less so in right. Nick Rotola's got a pretty precise arm out there. Dustin Woodcock's got a strong arm too, but last couple games he sent a few throws in time but wide to home plate. Haven't seen Johnson get too much action. Infield all the way in for Gateway in this tie 2-2 ball game. First pitch to the lefty, Connor Oliver is fastball up and away. Oliver still hasn't reached tonight. Swinging strikeout against Kise in the first and a ground out to second base in the third. As friendly wind to his pull side and rights, whirls the bat in circles above his left shoulder. Out of the stretch, Jack kicks and deals. Popped up, left side, and well out of play. Counts one and one. Oliver, a former Braves minor leaguer, as well as a former Yankee minor leaguer. Spent three seasons in the Braves system after being drafted in the 23rd round, 2013. Made it as high as high A with the Carolina Mudcats before being traded to the Yankees and then going the Indy ball route. 1-1, laid on a fastball inside. Home plate umpire Eric Eckert says he got a piece of it and the counts 1-2. One to the count, one out, top of the fifth. All tied at two between the Grizzlies and Crushers. Go ahead run for Lake Erie, 90 feet away. And the fastest guy on the team in Sean Dunstan Jr. One two from the stretch. Pop up left side, foul ground, and out of play again. Onto the concourse. Got a young girls softball team. About half that squad going to chase it. Back on the diamond, Oliver resets to face the one-two again. Infield still all the way in, all but one infielder with toes touching the grass-painted turf. One-two, hard rip into the right center. Gaffertola chases, he can't get to it. It one-hops over the wall, onto the berm. An automatic double brings Dunstan home. And the Crushers now ahead 3-2 on the RBI double from Oliver. First double of the year, seventh RBI for Oliver. He's a guy who's very strong at getting those extra base hits. 12 doubles in his last full season with the Schomburg Boomers. Gets number one of 2021. Now the Crushers ahead three to two over the Grizzlies. At the top of the fifth inning, one out, and another runner, Connor Oliver, 
standing on second or off of second with a comfortable lead. Carl Ellison settles in. Righty to righty, Jack Jack kicks and deals. Curveball slices the outside corner on its way out of the zone for strike one. Ellison a looking strikeout and a single. He's the fifth batter of this inning, only one out. Already two have come home. Peek back to second from Jet. Owan hangs it off speed a little upstairs. Coming up in the bottom half of the inning, we'll take a look at the Husky Trailways out of town scoreboard, which will be pretty trim. One one, popped up, right back up the middle, behind second base, about 15 feet right. Brather camps under with his heels on the edge of the grass in the outfield and makes the catch. So there's the second out of this inning, but plenty of damage already done. Grizzlies just trying to avoid more. Already two home, on the RBI double from Sean Dunstan Jr. And Dunstan scoring on RBI double from Connor Oliver. Oliver still on second as the righty Trevor Achenbaugh steps in. 0 for 2 with a strikeout and a pop out to second. Chance to double the lead with a base hit. Jets in the stretch, first base side. One peak back to second, now two, the pitch. Curveball just up and in. That was close. One shake off, now an acknowledgement of the sign, 1-0. Fastball inside, it's 2-0. Akinbaugh regrips the bat, 2-0. Roll on the ground toward short. Diaz dodges the gap, bops it down, picks it up bare hand. Can't make the throw to first. Tries to get Oliver back at third base after he took a turn around the bag, but the throw to Rosario was well late. So it's an infield single for Trevor Achenbaum. And now runners on the corners for the Crushers. Lake Erie's already played it two this inning, and now two on. First and third with two outs for Brody Wofford. The only batter left who has not faced Jet yet tonight. The lefty's 0 for 2, a fly out to right, and a swinging strikeout. Short leadoff first for Achenbaugh. First pitch, ripped hard to right, and it bounces through base hit. Oliver scores with ease. Achenbaugh turns second, goes for third. He's in without a throw. RBI single for Brody Wofford. Third run of the inning for the Crushers. And now a 4-2 Lake Erie lead. Jack Jett in his second appearance. First time out, went three scoreless. Now three in just his first full inning. 
He entered with already two out in the top of the fourth. Follow out for a long meeting. Try to settle his nerves. So far in this top of the fifth, already four hits. A pair of doubles, a pair of singles. And the decisive runs putting crushers in front four to two. So Brian De La Rosa, seventh batter of the inning, settles into the righty box. First pitch, curveball, cuts in front door, strike one. De La Rosa reached on a walk to start off the fourth inning, or back in the fourth inning, but got stranded. A one pitch, curveball in the turf, but Vala wears it on the chest. De La Rosa faced two different pitchers in that AB. Kise throwing the first two, coming up, feeling awkward in his pitching arm or hand as best as we could tell. And then with a 2-0 count, Jack Jett came into the game. De La Rosa facing the righty for the second time tonight. Behind 1-1, the pitch, curveball swings and misses, and a ball tailing out of the zone. Now behind 1-2. Light starting to get a bit brighter as the purple haze sky starting to develop here in Soje. Sun painting the clouds, a bright pinkish purple color. You can still see some blue in the distance. One, two, curveball well outside. Well, had to take a big slide to his right to keep it in front of him. Still got it in the glove. Two, two the count, two outs, two on, a four, two crusher's lead. De La Rosa trying to break this game wide open. 2-2. Chases a curveball down, strike three. Bounced off the plate. De La Rosa went golfing for it, but couldn't hit it. Second strikeout of the game for Jack Jett. And all Grizzly strikeouts are brought to you by Julie, the Illinois One Call System. Simply dial 811. It's simple, it's free, it's the law. Crusher's plate three on four hits in the top half of the fifth inning. Halfway gone here in Sojay. Now 4-2 Crushers on the Grizzlies Media Network. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. <laughs> Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. It's 4 a.m., Monday, and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You have a lot going on in your life. You're a business owner, homeowner, adventurer, soon-to-be parent. 
bookkeeper, builder, and dreamer. You don't want to miss out on any of it. But connecting all those dots on a daily basis can be a real challenge, especially when it comes to money. At Commerce Bank, we've got the tools and talent to help you. Commerce Bank. Challenge accepted. Visit us at CommerceBank.com. Member FDIC. Home half of the fifth inning in GCS Credit Union Ballpark. Four to two Crushers as the first pitch to the leadoff man, Abdiel Diaz, is taken outside on the outside corner for strike one. The switch hitter batting left against the righty, Cronin, out for his fifth inning of work. Oh, one. Chases a fastball low for strike two. For Diaz so far tonight, hasn't reached base. Ground out to second and a swinging strikeout. Rouds and settles in back half of the box. From the windup, Cronin kicks and fires. 0-2 fastball just outside. Friendly wind to right. 1-2 pitch. Rolls it foul. One hops on top of the crusher's dugout. So far for Cronin, the two runs allowed, five hits. And four strikeouts. One, two, fastball way outside. Also only one walk to his name. That was against Ty Moore back in the first inning. He's due up third in this home half of the fifth. Blacklove face eye, he turns and deals. 2-2, one hopper over to short field and waist die. Achenbaugh throws to first, well ahead of the runner Diaz for out number one. Hard contact from Diaz, but right at Achenbaugh. And with one gone, Grizzlies still down 4-2. Here comes Jay Prather. Most effective bat by far for Gateway tonight. Halfway to the cycle, solo home run in the first, and then a double in the third. Righty to lefty, first pitch. Curveball up and away. He's also come around to score both Grizzly runs tonight. Just a single and a triple away from the cycle, though the triple's asking a lot. 1-0. Fisted back and out of play. That hit off the roof hard. So now the count one and one on Prather. Two triples for the Grizzlies this year. Somehow both have come at GCS Credit Union Ballpark. Not a place known for surrendering easy triples. Time called before the 1-1 pitch. It's 3-0-1 to right, 3-18 to left. About an average center field depth. 1-1, fastball up and away. And no real power alley to consider either. Maybe to the left of the GCS sign in center. But there's no clear-cut place to hit a triple here. Raider does have wheels, though. And he does have one of them. 
2-1. Breaking ball low, 3-1. Actually, no, he doesn't. I was swapping him and Justin Jones in my head for some reason. Jones and Diaz with the two triples. 3-1 pitch. Fastball low and in near the ankles, ball four. So the Grizzlies get their first base runner since the third inning. The speedy one at that. Prather on first, one out, bottom of the fifth. Gateway trying to chip away at this two-run deficit. Tying run to the plate and tie more. The only Grizzly to not get set down yet today, aside from Prather. Walk in the first, single in the third. Or playing just his fourth game for Gateway. Tambat rocking up and down his left shoulder. Right Cronin deals. First pitch is a curveball that definitely did not look like a strike on the outside corner, but is called that way. That was at least six inches off the plate. Umpiring way better tonight than the last game of that y'all series, though. Oh, one to more. Fastball nicks the outside corner, strike two. That one much more convincing. I walked into the clubhouse today, and when it's still a topic of discussion two days later, you know something went wrong. The 0-2 home to tie more out of the stretch from Tyson Cronin. Rolled off the end of the bat, being the shift. Sliding stop in the gap, but won't do enough. An infield single again for Ty Moore. Prather up to second. Now the tying runs on base for Gateway with one out in the fifth. Ty Moore effectively beating the shift. The lefty had everyone pulled right. Shortstop Trevor Achenbaugh was only playing about 10 feet to the left of second. And Moore hit it to basically where the traditional shortstop spot is. Still amazing range to be able to get to it at all. But not enough to make a play. Tying on run, tying run on first is Ty Moore. Jay Prather on second. Chase Vallo settles in. All six feet and 250 pounds in the back half of that righty box. First pitch. Breaking ball is low and off the plate. Follow a single and a strikeout tonight. Trying to get back on track. Snapped his nine game hitting streak to open the season. In that one nothing loss against the Yells back on Sunday. He's already gotten a hit tonight. Bono will have to wait as Cronin looks Prather back to second base. Valo does still have an on-base streak going. And he extended it to 11 with that single in the first. one the count on Valo. Grips the white tape on the black handle of his tan-barreled bat. 1-0. Fastball low and away, goes off the glove. Ellison rolls to the backstop, and both runners advance standing. Prather to third, more to second. A single could bring them both home and tie the game. And Valo with a very hitter friendly 2-0 count. 
This puts Cronin in a tough spot. You do not want to give Valo a good pitch to hit, but at a certain point, you don't want to walk the bases loaded either. Though that could set up a situation with a force at every base that might be desirable for the Crushers, if not for Axel Johnson being on deck. 2-0. Hit hard the opposite way and out of play. Let's make that 2-1 on Valo. Sky starting to darken here in Soje. A better, bit more gray clouds in the sky. Lights turning up to about 80% capacity. 2-1 from Cronin. Fastball low and away. Almost got away from Ellison again. He had to lunge. But prevents the deficit from getting cut in half. 3-1 to Valo. One out. Bottom of the fifth inning. 4-2 crushers, but with one hit. Grizzlies could tie this game. Braves are on third, more on second. Tyson Cronin leans down for the sign. Sets the black glove, belly button high. Peaks to second, 3-1. Hard rope up the middle, base hit. Braves guns and scores easy. Moore held up at third. The deficit cut in half on the RBI single from Chase Vallo. Four to three, Crushers. Another single, this game is tied. Go ahead, run on base in Valo. This brings up Axel Johnson in a big spot. Now pitching coach Greg Cattere is going out to talk with Cronin. Had a good first four innings, despite the two runs and five hits. Had multiple situations where it could have gotten worse and he kept the Grizzlies in check. Gateway Stranding two on base in both the first and third, each time with one of them in scoring position, obviously. And he's staying in the game for now, but there is action live in the Crusher's bullpen down the right field line. Another righty getting loose. And after Chase Vallo, logs RBI number four of this season. Here's Axel Johnson. Had a pair of home runs in that series against the Yalls. Wind's not blowing as strong now, but the direction is right fields. Vallo on first. Moore on third, Grizzlies down 4-3. Bottom of the fifth inning. First pitch, fastball outside. Johnson brought the second run home on an RBI single in the third. Gave him a team leading eight RBIs on the season. Lefty waits, righty Cronin in the stretch, 1-0. Hard rope down the right field line, but just curls foul. About two feet right of the stripe and right past the Crusher's bullpen and into the stance. Johnson adjusts his helmet, taps the tan bat on home plate. 
Three settles, rolling the bat in circles in front of his left shoulder. 1-1, one, one, fastball outside, gets past Ellison again, runs back to the backstop, Moore slides in safely, and the Grizzlies have tied this up. Wild pitch from Tyson Cronin. Way up and away, Ellison got a piece of it. Had to run all the way to the backstop to retrieve it after tipped his glove. Now this game's tied. Lala moved up to second too, so a single could, well maybe not a single, a deep single could. Grizzlies a chance to take the lead again. Two on the count, the pitch to Moore, or to Johnson is tipped back and foul. Moore the one that just scored the tying run on the wild pitch. Down now 2-2 on Johnson. Heavy infield shift. Achenbaugh about 20 feet left of second base. Betancourt heels on the turf and right. 2-2. Fastball upstairs. Ellison loses that one again. It rolls to the backstop and follows up to third. So now a single brings him home, no matter what. That one was a lot closer. Imagine that's ruled the pass ball. The one that brought Ty Moore home to tie the game was not even close, and no catcher should be expected to corral it. Last one was within his reach, though. So followed a third with one out. Infield now all the way in for the Crushers. Payoff pitch to Johnson. High chopper towards second, running in. Apollo doesn't go. Betancourt takes it and throws to first for the second out. That's what the infield defense does for you. That's not a situation where Apollo is going to try to gun for home. Very little upside in this spot. So there's the second out of the inning. Grizzlies and Crushers now tied at four after Gateway Plates two. One on an RBI single from Chase Follow. Second one coming on a wild pitch to Plate Ty Moore. Here's the righty Nick Rotola. Two gone in the inning. Struck out twice so far tonight. First pitch. Breaking ball down low for ball one. Rotola is a good man for this spot. Team leading three home runs, six RBIs coming into tonight. Follow on third with two gone. Out of the stretch, Cronin deals. Fastball down the middle, strike one. The pitcher warming up in the Crusher's bullpen is Taylor Sugg, a right-hander. Another former rascal on this 2021 Crusher squad. One-one pitch from Cronin. Fastball, very late strike call from Eric Eckert. He says it got the top crust of the zone for strike two. Grizzlies have already scored two to tie this game. 
Chase follow on third base with two outs. Righty to righty, one-two pitch to Johnson. Fastball, just outside. Settles back into the back half of the box, rolls the dark brown bat on his right shoulder. First base side for Cronin, stares down third, deals 2-2. Two -two. Swing and a miss, strike three. Fastball was inside at the hands. Johnson, Rotola tried to turn on it and could not get it. Make that five strikeouts for Tyson Cronin, three of them against Nick Rotola. Done with five, but the Grizzlies plate two. And we're tied at four going into the sixth on the Grizzlies Media Network. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Three, two, one. Oh no. Which button am I? Oh. When every second counts, you can't wing it. Uh, guys, a little help up here? In a home fire, you may have less than two minutes to get out. So make a family home fire escape plan. Then practice home fire drills at least twice a year so everyone knows what to do when they hear. Prepare your family at ready.gov slash fire drill. Brought to you by FEMA, the Ag Council, and Make Safe Happen. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. All tied at four between the Grizzlies and Crushers. Gateway plating two runs on an RBI single from Chase Vallow. And Ty Moore coming home on a wild pitch to even this game through five. Jack Jett entered the game in the middle of the fourth inning to replace Sebastian Kise, actually mid at bat, after he seemed to be having some pain or some level of discomfort somewhere on his left arm. Allowed three runs in the fifth. Now starts the sixth, facing the eight hitter and righty Steve Passatempo. First pitch, fastball misses low for ball one. Passatempo came around to score the first run of the game for Lake Erie. It was back in the third inning. Jet in the full wind up, first base side, one up. Hit hard the opposite way and that stands bound. Guy turning a much darker shade of blue. 
would say even a bit darker than what you would say navy is. Still some shades of purple off in the distance. 2-0 for 1-1 is low and away for ball two. Pass the tempo's other time up. His first meeting with Jack Jett ended in a strikeout. First of two for the righty. 2-1, fastball chin level, 3-1. Javier Betancourt, the nine hitter, and Sean Dunstan Jr., the leadoff man, are on deck and in the hole behind passive tempo. Jet nods, sets the tan glove, waist high, kicks and fires. 3-1, call the strike. Passive tempo had taken a step towards first, but Eric Eckert put him back in the box. Full count on Passatempo. And the pitch from Jet. Foul tip into the mid, but Volo dropped it. Would have been strike three if he held on. Instead, we'll do the 3-2 dance again. Passatempo taps the bat on home. Rest the dark brown bat on his right shoulder, 3-2. Fastball, low ball four. After he thought he had it on strike two, he gets it on the real ball four. And leads off the inning with a walk. Second of the evening for Jack Jett. And with still no one gone, that brings in Javier Betancourt. He now has the go-ahead run for Lake Erie on first base in passive tempo. Taking a short lead as Jones is on covering. First pitch, breaking ball low and away. Valo slides right. Slam it against his chest. Ben Court's got that wild fifth inning started, reaching on an error by Abdiel Diaz. Tried to make a tough throw, it dragged Jones off the bag. Let's be real, he was out, but. Started to run, 1-0. Curveball swinging a miss, way early. So that ground ball was hit into the gap, Diaz dove for it, got up through to first, the throw dragged Justin Jones off the base, so he swung to apply the tag and missed. But it looked like Betancourt didn't even touch first base, so Jones ran to touch the bag before Betancourt did. The umps conferenced and disagreed. 1-1, curveball in the dirt again, and another swing and miss. Tied at four here in the top of the sixth. Rushers up to bat, man on first in passive tempo. One, two count to Betancourt, here's the pitch. Curveball, this time he gets a piece of it. Off the end of the bat, golfing out of the zone. Top of the order behind Betancourt. John Dudson Jr. who already has a single and a double tonight. Lights now in full blare at GCS Credit Union Ballpark. Sky close to pitch black. 
One, two. Swing and a miss. Fastball outside. Gets him chasing. Make that three strikeouts for Jet. And one gone in the top of the sixth. And all Grizzly strikeouts are brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one call system. Know what's below before you dig. Always call Julie at 811 or visit IllinoisOneCall.com. John Dunstan Jr., aforementioned man halfway to the cycle, settles into the lefty box with one out. As the go-ahead run on first in Steve Passatempo, who reached on a walk to start this inning. Slight shift, and I mean very slight. First pitch. Breaking ball drops a little too low over the middle. Diaz is about 15 feet left of second. Rather a little farther, let's say 20. What up? Swing and a miss. And a big swing and a miss. John Dunstan Jr. was trying to live, relive his gateway glory days with that short porch and right. He runs the black barrel bat across home and resets, facing a 1-1 count from Jack Jett. Out of the stretch, first base side, he throws. Rolls to the right side and through base hit. Slow movement up to second for pass tempo. He'll hold there. It's a one-out single for Sean Dudston Jr., his third hit of the night. And for a team that's struggled to put offense together, certainly no issues with Lake Erie tonight. It's not like there's no offense. 41 runs is 10 games is nothing to slouch at. About an average right now, keeping in lockstep with Gateway. With runners on first and second, here's Steven Kraft, who played the first run of the game on an RBI single. He'll have to wait as Valo emerges from home to talk with Jet on the bump. The former Hofstra pride and Old Dominion monarch entered midway through the fourth inning. And since then, three runs home on five hits and two walks. Three strikeouts to smooth that out. But sometimes that's what happens when you get put in a tough situation. Basically no time to warm up before getting onto the mound. Since he entered because of an injury. First pitch to Kraft. Fastball low. That RBI single from Kraft sandwiched between a fly out to center and a ground out to third. Fan glove just tie for Jet, the pitch. Breaking ball in the dirt, Valo takes it off the pad. It rolls five feet in front of him and he collects it before the runners advance. Steve Passatempo is on second base for Lake Erie and Sean Dunstan Jr. is on first. At the very least, Dunstan Jr. is limited in what he can do since there's a runner in front of him. But a single could give the Crushers the lead. Jet peeks back to second. Now twice, delivers 2-0. Fastball bounces off of Valo's cup and ricochets to the right side of the backstop. Both runners move up slowly. 
Pass the tempo to third, Dunstan Jr. to second on the pass ball. Helped Gateway in the bottom of the fifth. Now the wild pitches and pass balls giving some aid to Lake Erie in the top of the sixth. Two runners in scoring position now. A deep fly ball could give the Crushers the lead. 3-0, fastball calls a strike. Connor Oliver's waiting on deck. He had an RBI double in the fifth. Maybe if not for that, you consider pitching around Kraft here. At this point, it's a 3-1 count. You just throw ball four, but with 3-1, might as well go for it. Infield all the way in, 3-1. Roll out the end of the bat. Gloved down hard by Jack Jett. Throw to first is high, but just in time to get him. That ball was a rocket on the ground. Jack Jett fell down, trying to plop it down with the left gloved hand, and he does. It rolled a little bit away from him, but he recovers right of the mound and tosses it to Jones for the second out. And because it didn't go that far, neither runner advances. So perhaps the best possible scenario. If that goes to second, maybe enough space for Passatempo to come home. Instead, there's out two. Still the two runners in scoring position for the Crushers. Passatempo on third and Dunstan Jr. on second. Here's Connor Oliver with an RBI double last time. First pitch to the lefty. Curveball down the middle for strike one. But before that, Oliver is swinging strikeout and a ground out to second. I also promised and did not deliver on the Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard in the bottom of the fifth, so I will deliver it to you in the bottom of the sixth. Makes Gatter shaking his head, because I've already done this before. It's a bad habit. I'll get better at it. Still got 84 games to go. Oh, one. Check swing on a ball down low. Appeal down to first. Not required. Ecker changes the call himself. It's 0-2. Jack Jett, that was a chance to escape this inning without any runs. Had two on in scoring position and one out. Now 0-2 the pitch. High chopper, first baseline and foul into the coaching box. Jack Jett has thrown 54 pitches, just two innings. Heavy shift, 0-2 pitch. Jack Sway on a curveball outside, and well low. Definitely a chase pitch there from Jack Jett. Why don't you throw it on 0-2? Especially with a chance to take the lead, like Gary might swing. Oliver didn't bite though. He's back for seconds. Still behind one, two with two gone, but has the go-ahead run 90 feet away. Another runner on second. One, two, change up down the middle, strike three. Fourth strikeout of this evening for Jack Jett in long relief of Sebastian Kise, and he strands two runners in scoring position. Crushers get one hit, but can't get anything more. We head on to the home half of the six, still tied at four on the Grizzlies Media Network. Disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? 
a blanket, a tent, a sandbag, a doctor. Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. In the wake of a hurricane, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit supporthurricanerelief.org. That's supporthurricanerelief.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. <coughs> when I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Hey, Kevin, thinking about retirement? I've thought about it, but it's too late for me to say. With Avo, a retirement coach, it's never too late. Where can I learn more? today. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Bottom of the sixth inning at GCS Craig Union Ballpark in Sojay, all tied at four in game one of this series between the Lake Erie Crushers and the Gateway Grizzlies. Lake Erie got a couple of runners on and its scoring position with one out in the top half of the frame. But Jack Jett knocked out back-to-back -back Ks, number three and four of the night in long relief to set down the side and strand the two runners both in scoring position. A new pitcher comes on to face the Grizzlies here in the home half of the sixth inning. Right-hander Taylor Sud, former member of the River City Rascals. And the final throw made down to second. We'll start our check of the Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard. No action between the Boulders and Valley Cats tonight. That game postponed to July 7th. Hey, over to the Chicagoland area, Wintrust Field. The Shopper Boomers coasting to victory, looking like they're about to close it out against the Joliet Slammers, leading 7-0 in the top of the ninth inning. In the meantime, here at GCS Craig Union Ballpark, Jose Rosario settles into the righty box. 0 for 2 on the night. First pitch from the righty suck. Fastball low and away for ball one. Final line for Tyler Cronin. Four runs, all of them earned. Seven hits, five strikeouts, one walk. The 1-0 pitch misses outside again. Moving over to Florence. Y'all's being pretty well handled by the Otters back at home at UCL Stadium. 2-0. Hard rip down the line and left. It drops and it rolls to the wall. Rosario does a big turnaround first and pumps the brakes a third of the way to seconds. Nice throw back in from Kraft to limit the damage. But a long single from Jose Rosario gets the home half of the six started and puts the go-ahead run on base for the Grizzlies. Resuming the check of the Husky Trailways out of town scoreboard. 11 to six, the Otters ahead of the Yalls in the bottom of the eighth inning. That's important for the standings. It would essentially keep the top two in check and allow the Grizzlies a little more room to climb from their third place spot. 
With no one out and a runner on first, the go-ahead run for Gateway. Here's Justin Jones, the righty. First pitch from Sugg. Fastball hits the top of the zone for strike one. Back to Chicagoland we go. Southern Illinois Miners visiting the Windy City Thunderbolts. And the bottom feeder of the West Division Miners leading the Thunderbolts three to two. Top of the seventh inning at Ozingo Field, so still time to get something going for the T-Bolts. Oh, one to Jones. Fastball nicks the outside corner, strike two. Wrapping things up, bottom of the sixth at Skyland Stadium in Sussex County. Keep Quebec easily handling the Sussex County Miners. Two division leaders going at it. 11-6 Quebec over Sussex County. And one game has gone final. The Jackals taking down the Wild Things at Wild Things Park in PA, 3-2. O2 pitch to Jones. Fastball well high. And the count's one and two on him. On the road, the, the Grizzlies trust Husky Trailways. You can too at huskybus.com. One, two count on Justin Jones with no one out in the bottom of the sixth inning. All tied at four. Runner on first for the Grizzlies and time called before the pitch. Practice swings in the box for Jones. From the stretch, the pitch from Sugg. Early on the curveball, swings it air, strike three. Pulls out a large yo-yo. Gets Jones looking silly for his first strikeout of the night and the first out of this home half of the sixth. Jones now 0 for three, and the 0 for two, Dustin Woodcock comes into the lefty box. 0 for 2 so far today. And on a bit of a skid right now. First pitch, fastball, called a strike on. That's not the outside corner, man. Counts 0 and 1. And that was six inches off the plate. Woodcock, hitless in his last seven ABs. 0-1 to the lefty. Fastball outside. Evens up the count. He has Rosario on first base. Not someone you'd have in mind to steal here. But double play depth. Caution from this Lake Erie infields. Sug on the stretch, heart of the rubber. Black glove, shoulder high, kicks and deals. Another curveball, 1-1, but it drops too low. Came out from the outside part of the plate and back over the middle, but too much break. Comfortable lead off first, about three and a half steps for Rosario, being covered by Wofford. 2-1. Fastball, up and away, but called strike two. I'll give it to that one. That was a bit closer. Woodcock facing 2-2. Sugg delivers. Foul the way. 
right back off the roof. We'll do it again. Woodcock has had some clutch hits in this homestand. Started things off in that eight to four win over Windy City with a two run double and tacked on another double just a couple of innings later. 2-2. Two -two. Breaking ball low and away. Rolls to the left of Ellison. He picks it up bare hand. Quick enough to keep Rosario at first. So Jones works it back. The count's now full. One out bottom of the sixth. Tied at four. Grizzlies have the go-ahead runner on first. No shift for Woodcock the lefty. Out of the stretch. Sug. Kicks and deals. Runner goes. Swing and a foul ball right back over our heads and into the parking lot. Rosario had a good jump. It looked like he might have had second locked up. Three-two count again. Woodcock taps the light brown bat on home plate. Rests it above his right shoulder, or his left shoulder. Payoff pitch, Rosario goes again. Roll on the ground, through the right side, base hit. That rolls all the way towards the wall. Rosario around second and to third. Oliver got it back quick enough, so no more advancements. Big one out single from Dustin Woodcock. Makes it runners on the corners. Go ahead run for Gateway, just 90 feet away. And add on top of that, Top of the order up in Optiel DS. Diaz, one of just three Grizzlies to not reach base tonight. Pair of ground outs sandwiching a swinging strikeout in the third inning. Comes on with Rosario on third, Woodcock on first. One gone in the home half of the sixth. Still all tied at four between the Grizzlies and Crushers in game one of this series. First pitch, fastball called a strike outside corner. He has not a power hitter by nature, but he has produced some runs. Three batted in so far. A one, off the end of the bat, opposite way and out of play, now behind 0-2. Zug enters his relief appearance with a 7.73 ERA. Risks inflating that number here if he can't get the second out. 0-2. Roll on the ground, right side. Pass to diving Betancourt and into right. Grizzlies take the lead as Rosario comes home. And it's an RBI single for Abdiel Diaz. Gateway back in front, 5-4. to four. On the back end of that play, Woodcock got a big cue taking a turn around second. They threw it to second base, and Akinbaugh tried to apply the tag before he stepped on the bag. Mike Weinstein says he was ahead of it. So the Grizzlies back in front, five to four. And now seven different Grizzlies with at least one hit tonight. Still two runners on with the Grizzlies ahead. 
in the home half of the sixth inning. Wilcock on second, Diaz on first for the lefty Jay Prather, who has not yet been set down tonight. Solo home run in the first, double in the third, walk in the fifth. He's come around to score each time. Time called, it looks like either a ball escaped the bullpen or no, there were two fans having a catch on the right field berm. Someone lost it into right field, someone just went from the Crusher's bullpen to send it back to him. What a nice gent over there on the bench. Lefty Prather back in the box after that interesting distraction. First pitch from the righty Sug. Pop back and foul. This part of the order, Prather, Moore, Valo, two, three, four, has been impossible to stop tonight. Save a strikeout by Chase Valo in the third inning. Every single time, the rest of the eight combined plate appearances, they've all reached base. In total six for seven, a home run, a double, two walks, four of the five runs. A one. Prather watches a fastball, paint the lower outside corner, strike two. Prather's ready, he doesn't even step out. Five foot nine infielder crowds the plate. And settles into the back half. Out of the stretch. Sug deals 0-2. Fastball at the eyes. Right there still has Woodcock on second and Diaz on first. Gateway already with the run in this inning to give them five to four lead. Looking to add some insurance before the inning's up. Friendly win to right for Prather. One, two. Fastball way up and away. Taylor Sugg hasn't thrown most of them, but Carl Ellison has had to do way more work than he's had to back behind the plate tonight. A lot of wild pitches, a couple of ruled pass balls, but could have made his life easier. Having to chase to the backstop for balls that are well out of his reach. 2-2 Two -two to Prather. Poked off the end of the bat, back and foul. Taylor Suggs only in his first inning of work. And already 23 pitches with only one out to shove. And you could also add on three hits and an earned run. He's in the stretch on the heart of the mound. 2-2 to Prather. Foul back again. Prather about to pitch, about to face pitch number seven of this at bat. Running up a fight here against Sugg with one out. Woodcock, short lead off second, being guarded by Achenbaugh behind him. Diaz, comfortable off first. 2-2 Two -two to Prather. Hard hit, center field. Dunstan Jr. takes three steps left and makes the catch on a short hop for the second out of the inning. 
So not the result Prather was looking for, but works a long AB, seven pitches. And now Sugg up to 25 with only two outs. So with two gone and still two on, it brings up Ty Moore. Hasn't been set down yet. A pair of singles, a walk and a run scored. That was the tying run. Off a wild pitch in the fifth inning coming from Tyson Cronin. Lefty facing another righty here in Taylor Sugg. One peak back to second, the pitch. High hit and well foul for strike one. Roosevelt on base have generally been a problem for the Grizzlies this year. You go back to that Roach Schomburg series, 23 combined in just the last two games, even though they won one of them. So far tonight, already five, three left in scoring position. If this inning ends here, that's another two plus the one in scoring position. All one home from Sugg. Fastball up and away. Chase Vallo behind Moore on deck should the inning continue. Okay, wait, he's already brought one home. Three of the first four batters get singles. The third bringing in Jose Rosario for the go-ahead run. After that, a fly out from Jay Prather. And now still runners on first and second with two out. 1-1 one, one pitch to Ty Moore from the righty suck. Curveball bounces low and in. It misses the zone, and it rolls to the backstop past Ellison again. That's now three pass balls or wild pitches just in the last two innings by Crusher's pitching. And now a mound leading. Ellison having to go out to talk to Sugg. I already said it earlier, he's had to do a lot more work than he's had to tonight. But certainly to the Grizzlies' favor. Now the two runners are in scoring position. Single could bring them both home and make this a three-run lead. Laurie grips the bat. Settles into the lefty box. Takes an uncountable number of half hacks. 2-1. Fisted the opposite way near the hands and foul. Rolls right to the Grizzly dugout, third base side, and the count evens at two apiece. Woodcock on third, Diaz on second. Both were on first and second. A couple pitches ago before the pass ball. Grizzlies up one, trying to add more. 2-2 pitch. Moore ropes it towards right over the head of a leaping Betancourt base hit. Woodcox home, Diaz holds it third. RBI single for Ty Moore. And a two-run Grizzlies lead at 6-4. Just his second RBI as a Grizzly. But it doubles the lead for Gateway. And add on to the 
insult to injury for Lake Erie. Back to a similar spot. Diaz on third. And now Moore on first with two outs. Grizzlies now leading six to four in the bottom of the sixth. Chase follow up with a chance to add more. Two for three on the night with an RBI single included. First pitch to the righty. Fastball dots the lower outside corner for a strike. From that two, three, four spot in the order. After the Prather flyout and the Moore single, Lines now seven for nine. Oa, curveball, gets in front door, in towards the hands on Valo before cutting back over the plate for strike two. Probably the nastiest pitch that Sugg has pulled out this inning. Can he do it again? Already 33 pitches. Check that, 32 in two thirds of an inning. 0-2, chopper third base side and foul out of the reach of James Keller in the coach's box. And we'll do the 0-2 again. Diaz on third, Moore on first. Rosario and Woodcock already home here in the sixth. And now a two-run Grizzly lead and a chance to tack on. Fowler grips the white tape on the black handle of his bat. The 0-2, fastball way inside. Came close to hitting him, but he didn't budge. I can assert that there is, in fact, plenty of ice in that dugout. Catcher Carl Ellison calls time to readjust himself behind the plate. Suggs steps off, now back on. Right back foot on the first base side of the rubber. Black glove chest high. Stares down third, deals one, two. Curveball rolled third base side, backhanded in the gap, throw down to second for the easy force, and it's secured. Throw beats more to the bag, and the fielder's choice ends the inning. But not before the Grizzlies go off in this frame. Two runs on four gateway hits. And we head on to the seventh. Nick Gatter will take back over. Six to four Grizzlies on the Grizzlies Media Network. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hi everyone, Al Roker here. As a guy with his own catchphrase, I appreciate that after 75 years, Smokey's only said, only you can prevent wildfires. But I'm filling in because there's a lot more to report. Like when it's dry or windy. Be careful burning yard waste because wildfires can even start in your neck of the woods. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless. 
dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Cody Thompson has escaped the Grizzlies' bullpen. See if you can escape Twisted Key escape rooms in Collinsville. For more information, visit TwistedKeyEscape.com. Jack Jett is finished after two and a third innings. He allowed three runs. Only one was earned on five hits. He struck out four and walked one. And he gives way to the aforementioned Thompson, former Southern Illinois minor, now in his first year with the Grizzlies. Six-foot-two, 200-pound right-hander from Mechanicsville, Virginia. He is 0-1 with a 5.68 earned run average so far. This is his fifth gateway appearance. All have been in relief. Over six and one-third innings, he struck out six. Has not walked a batter, but the league is hitting 320 against him, and that has uh, put him in a couple of tough spots, although all four runs he's allowed this year came in his first outing on opening night. The Grizzlies' first game of the year, a 10-9 loss to Equipe Quebec. He allowed four runs, all earned on four hits in one inning. Since then, he has made three appearances. He's tossed four and a third combined innings without allowing a run on four hits, and he struck out five without walking anybody. So Thompson is looking better and better with each passing outing, including uh, an inning and two-thirds scoreless against Florence. His last appearance, that was on Saturday. And now he goes to work again with the Grizzlies up 6-4 to four in the top of the seventh inning series opener against Lake Erie on a Tuesday night in Sojay, a ball game that has been played at a snail's pace. We are past two hours and 40 minutes as we begin the top of the seventh. This is potentially going to be close to a four-hour game. We're on pace to end up right around there, especially if Lake Erie can tie it up or take the lead. Four, five, and six hitters due for the Crushers in this seventh inning. Carl Ellison is the first, right-hander against right-hander. Thompson out of the full windup. Rocker step, the kick, and the pitch. Ellison takes a little slider down and outside for a ball. Trevor Achenbaugh, Brody Wofford to follow Ellison, who is one for three, a strikeout, a single, and a pop-up. A 1-0 pitch. Ellison swings at a fastball and sends a slicing drive at a right center. It's down on the warning track for a hit, and one hops up and over the fence for an automatic double. So Carl Ellison leads off by driving a 1-0 fastball to the warning track in right center. No chance for Dustin Woodcock on a ball that was slicing away from him all the way. And it hops up and out of play. So just like that, Ellison is in scoring position to start the inning. And Trevor Achenbaugh comes to the plate representing the potential tying run. Achenbaugh is one for three as well. He has struck out, popped up, and singled. In fact, has the exact same line as Ellison, but he just reversed the pop-up to second and the, the single. He did it in that order, Ellison the opposite. Here's the pitch. Fastball taken down and outside for a ball. 
Sebastian Kise was cruising early in this game but left with an apparent injury. Two outs in the fourth inning. So Jack Jett is in line for the win. After he allowed three runs, only one earned over two and a third innings of relief. Thompson from all the way on the third base out of the rubber. Here he comes. Achenbaugh swings and drives one high and deep to left field. Johnson at the wall. It is gone. The second home run of the season for Trevor Achenbaugh and the Crushers with a double and a home run have tied the game in the top of the seventh inning. There have been very few of those for Lake Erie this year. Only the fourth Crusher's home run in 11 games, but it's a 6-6 tie in the seventh now. Ellison double, Achenbaugh homer, and now the lefty hitter, Brody Wofford. Thompson delivers. Wofford takes a fastball strike over the outside. Wofford has flied to right on an impressive sliding catch by Nick Rotola back in the second. Popped up, uh, or rather uh, struck out swinging in the fourth and then had an RBI single in the fifth. He swings and bounces one sharply towards second. A diving attempt by Prather to his right, but it's under his backhand stab and into right center for a base hit. So double homer single. The Crushers are just a triple shy of a team cycle. Only three batters into this inning. Wonder how long it'll be until Gateway gets somebody else up in the bullpen. With Brian De La Rosa now coming up. Ellison, Arkenbaugh, and Wofford all with two hits tonight now. Wofford at first, Jones holds him. Middle infielders are double played up. Right-hander to right-hander. Thompson sets and fires. De La Rosa takes a slider down and outside that gets past Valo and moves Wofford to second. A wild pitch puts the potential go-ahead run into scoring position with still nobody out in this seventh inning. Going from bad to worse for Cody Thompson. Double homer, single wild pitch. He's only been in the ball game for seven pitches. The lead is gone, and the potential go-ahead run is in scoring position against him. One ball, no strikes on De La Rosa. The pitch. Slider down and outside, blocked this time by Valo, 2-0. De La Rosa is 0-2. He has struck out twice, sandwiching a walk in the fourth inning. The good news for Thompson is that the bottom third of this Crusher's order has not been very effective so far this year. De La Rosa, Passatempo, and Betancourt, although Passatempo has a single and a walk tonight. 2-0 offering from Thompson on the way. Swing and a line drive, right field. That is down a base hit. Rotola over, but it gets by him to the wall. Wofford scores to give Lake Erie the lead. De La Rosa's into second standing up. Four straight crushers hits to begin the seventh inning. An RBI double for De La Rosa at its 7-6 Lake Erie. Still nobody throwing in the Grizzlies' bullpen, and this ball game could get out of Gateway's grasp very quickly. Double homer, single double. 
De La Rosa's second double of the year. His seventh RBI. Cameron Roth is out to have a conversation with Thompson on the mound. Thompson has only thrown nine pitches, and the Grizzlies have gone from two runs up to one behind. Still nobody throwing in the gateway pen. There are often limitations on what a manager can realistically do in the Frontier League in these kinds of situations, especially when the starting pitcher got hurt in the fourth inning. There are only so many arms. But the Grizzlies should have a relatively fresh bullpen. Pitch to pass a tempo is a fastball, swung on and missed. Big cut by pass a tempo, but it's nothing at one. Gateway was off yesterday, and the day before that only needed three innings from the bullpen. Carter Hayes threw two and Tanner Cable one. So even if those two were unavailable, that leaves everybody else. Justin Watts should be fresh. The pitch. Pass the tempo takes a strike, 0 and 2. New signing for the Grizzlies today after Augie Silk was released. Gateway added Colton Easterwood. Right handed pitcher. 0-2 pitch to pass a tempo is on the way. Steve takes a slider down and outside for a ball. Thompson has gone back to that pitch somewhat frequently, but it seemed more likely to elude Chase Vallo than it has to deceive any Crusher's hitter thus far. 7-6 Lake Erie, three runs across already in this top of the seventh inning with nobody yet out. And De La Rosa at second base. 1-2 pitch. Pass a tempo, takes just off the inside. Little flinch from Eric Eckert, but it's two and two. This seems to be Cody Thompson's inning to sink or swim. Because still, nobody is up in the Grizzlies' pen. Two and two pitch. Pass a tempo, fouls it back. And you feel for Cameron Roth because, again, we don't know in the way that he knows exactly what his bullpen situation is. If he had five arms down there ready to rock and roll, certainly we'd see action by now, probably would have seen it batters ago. But there are simple limitations, and Frontier League rosters are not designed for starting pitchers to get hurt in the fourth inning. Two and two pitch. Pass a tempo, waves and misses. He chased the slider. Thompson has gone to that time and again in this inning. And pass a tempo is the first to chase it. He is the first out on Thompson's strikeout. Brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one-call system. And that brings up the number nine batter, Javier Betancourt, who is 0 for 3. He has popped up, reached on an error and scored, and struck out. Lake Erie 7 and Gateway 6. De La Rosa at second with one out. Top of the seventh inning. The pitch. Betancourt bounces it up third and foul. Seven. 
Now 13 hits for the visiting Crushers who came in with just a 192 batting average as a team this year. The pitch. Slider taken down and outside. One ball, one strike. Time called by Prather, the second baseman, to come in and talk to Cody Thompson. De La Rosa at second. Now potential insurance for Lake Erie. One ball, one strike on Betancourt. Thompson ready. And the pitch. Fastball popped up. Foul ground, third base side. That's going to get out of play. It's one at two. Thompson trying to find a way out of this. One of those perils of being a frontier league reliever that these things can happen where not only do you work yourself into trouble, but there's not a lot of ammo behind you to get out of it. He's ready, looks to second, and comes home. Betancourt swings at a slider and loops it into left for a base hit. De La Rosa hesitated. He's waved around third. The throw is cut off by Rosario. The relay to the plate is late. De La Rosa slides in safely. The throw gets away and goes into the first base dugout. It's an E5 charge to Rosario, his fourth of the year after the RBI single by Betancourt and will take Betancourt all the way to third base. Cameron Roth now has to bring the infield in. Eight to six, Lake Erie, with Sean Dunstan Jr. now scheduled to bat at the top of the order, still only one out of the seven. RBI single for Betancourt, and then the error on Rosario that moves him to third. Gateway's fifth error of the year, four have been on Jose Rosario. Lefty batter Dunstan waits with the infield in. Here's the pitch. He takes a changeup for a strike. The pitch. Dunstan swings and misses at a fastball above his belt for strike two. Thompson sets at the letters, 0-2 pitch. Dunstan takes very high, ball one. The pitch, taken down and away. A good take on the changeup, 2-2. Two 
Bettencourt at third, one out. 8-6 Lake Erie, 2-2 pitch. Swinging a bouncing ball up first and foul. Four runs in this inning for Lake Erie. The Crushers led 4-2, going to the bottom of the fifth inning. Gateway scored two to tie it, and then two more in the sixth to take the lead. And the Grizzlies would have felt pretty good at that point, but not anymore. Still nobody up in the pen. Bettencourt at third, one out. Two balls, two strikes on Dunstan. Thompson is ready, and here it comes. Sean takes a changeup low, three balls and two strikes. Dunstan struck out against Kise back in the top of the first inning as the opening batter of the ball game. Since then, he has singled, doubled, and singled. He's driven one in, stolen a base, and scored a run. Payoff pitch is bounced towards short, slowly hit. It's gloved by the pitcher, Thompson. He tries to come home, and that is wide of Volvo and scores the run. Bettencourt is in. It's 9-6 Lake Erie. RBI fielder's choice for Dunstan. He moves to second on the throwing error by the pitcher, Cody Thompson. It's a five-running inning for the Crushers and still only one out. Just totally gotten away from the Grizzlies. That's the second RBI of the night for Dunstan. His fifth of the year. Second error for the Grizzlies to, uh, tonight, both in this inning, Rosario and Thompson. And the pitch to Kraft is a fastball swung out and missed for a strike. Prather, the second baseman, is over in the general direction of the bag to keep Dunstan a little bit close, but Sean has a very big lead. Wonder with one out if he might be thinking about trying to steal third base for the second time tonight. Thompson looks that way. Dunstan shuffles back, and the pitch is a slider down and outside. One ball and one strike. Prather bounced over to the bag just in long enough to get Dunstan to take a shuffle back towards second base because he's creeping up. The other indicator is that he was creeping all the way into the baseline. Normally, you'd want to be a little bit deeper to try to score on a base hit, but Sean doesn't need to worry about that so much because of how fast he is, and being up in the baseline shortens his route to third if he wants to steal. One and one pitch, there he goes. Pitch is high, Volos throw to third is way high and wide into left, and Dunstan will score. A third Grizzlies error in the inning. It's a steal for Dunstan, his second of the night, seventh of the season, and he prances home to score off the error. Six runs in the inning for the Crushers. They've come on five hits and three gateway errors, and this has just been an abysmal meltdown. Another night that the Grizzlies will look back on where there were signs of a quality ball club. 2-1 pitch to Kraft is popped up into shallow right center. Woodcock in into his left. He's underneath it and makes the catch. Two down. There were signs of a quality ball club, but they were so completely covered, in the end suffocated by the Grizzlies' downright masochism that you could hardly see them by the end of the night.
So here's Oliver, left-hand batter, who is one out of four, RBI double and a run in the fifth. He's the ninth crusher to bat in the inning, and he takes a changeup outside for a ball. What an inning. To top it all off, we just passed the three-hour mark of the ball game, and we're in the seventh. What a pitch. Oliver swings and misses one and one. I don't know about you, but when I'm having a miserable time, I always hope it lasts longer. The one and one pitch. Oliver takes a changeup just off the outside. Not a bad pitch. Two and one. So it's 10 runs for the Crushers on 14 hits. No errors. For Gateway, it's six runs on 11 hits and four errors. The pitch. Swing and a fly ball right field as though it couldn't get any worse. Connor Oliver has just gone deep. Solo home run for Oliver, his first of the year. Second of the inning for the Crushers, who had only hit three home runs all season before this inning. They have two in this one. It's a seven spot for Lake Erie and an 11-6 lead. So Carl Ellison will hit next. There is now action in the gateway bullpen. That looks like Carter Hayes from here. He threw a couple of innings on Sunday. And Cameron Roth is out of the dugout with Grizzlies athletic trainer Jeff Manzo. So we're going to see if Cody Thompson might be hurt. He's feeling down at his elbow. And that's not a good sign. Hopefully, Cody is all right. He's going to come out of the ball game. So the second Grizzlies pitcher out of three in this game to leave with injury. And it just adds literal injury to insult with Lake Erie having piled up Seven runs in this inning on six hits and three gateway errors. Carter Hayes comes in, and he will have all the time he needs to get loose. With two outs and nobody on base, Carl Ellison, who started the inning with a double and came in to score, will be the batter against him. We'll step aside for an extended break while Hayes warms up. Gateway led 6-4 to four after 6, but we're now in the 7th. It's 11-6 Lake Erie. Back in a moment on the Grizzlies Media Network. Melissa from Michigan. I work an extra part-time job serving lunch at my child's school, but I still can't afford to put food on our table. Daniel from California. Choosing whether to pay the rent or pay to fix the car to get to work doesn't leave us with much at all. Now we can't even pay for meals. Hunger is a story we can end. End it at feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. In the wake of a disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket, a tent, a sandbag, a doctor, 
Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. In the wake of a hurricane, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit supporthurricanerelief.org. That's supporthurricanerelief.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Hi, it's Olivia Munn with my shelter pets, Frankie and Chance. Say hi, guys. When I adopted them, I discovered that they both have incredible personalities. Chance's sole purpose in life is to love and to be loved. Frankie is a little bit of a scoundrel and always entertaining. They're a little bit of a lot of things, but they're all pure love. Adopt pure love at theshelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, the Humane Society of the United States, and Maddie's Fund. Hey, Kevin, thinking about retirement? I've thought about it, but it's too late for me to save. With Avvo, a retirement coach, it's never too late. Where can I learn more? Visit aceyourretirement.org today. A message from AARP and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <laughs> Text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hi, everyone. Al Roker here. As a guy with his own catchphrase, I appreciate that after 75 years... Smokey's only said, Only you can prevent wildfires. But I'm filling in because there's a lot more to report. Like when it's dry or windy. Be careful burning yard waste, because wildfires can even start in your neck of the woods. Go to SmokeyBear.com to learn more about wildfire prevention. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Carter Hayes has escaped the Grizzlies' bullpen. See if you can escape Twisted Key Escape Rooms in Collinsville. For more information, visit TwistedKeyEscape.com. 11-6 Lake Erie. Two outs, nobody on in the top of the seventh. And the pitch to Carl Ellison is popped up foul and out of play on the right side. Hayes has been one of the real bright spots for Gateway so far this year. This is his fourth appearance all in relief. So far, he has worked five innings, has not allowed a run. He's conceded only two hits. He struck out six without a walk for a, a college position player. That's not half bad. Works out of the stretch from the first base out of the rubber, and he's crafty for a guy without any professional pitching experience. He quick pitches here on Ellison, who fouls the slider back 0-2. Sometimes he'll never really come set, which he doesn't have to in this situation with nobody on base, although Florence claimed on Sunday that he didn't do it with a man at third, and one of the balk call didn't get it. Two strikes on Allison, who is two out of four, and he swings and misses. Quick pitched again on another breaking ball, and Hayes gets him. So Ellison was thrown off quickly. It's only a shame for the Grizzlies that that didn't come earlier in this inning because Lake Erie piled up seven runs, four of them earned on six hits, and three Grizzlies errors in this inning. A tale of surprises. Lake Erie had only hit... Three home runs in the first 10 games of the year. The Crushers have two tonight. That's not a huge surprise because of the dimensions of this ballpark. Gateway had made only four errors in the first 10 games of the year. The Grizzlies have made four tonight alone. 
Time to stretch in Soge. What a joyous take me out of the ball game it will be with the Crushers now up 11 to 6. Back after this on the Grizzlies Media Network. You have a lot going on in your life. You're a business owner, homeowner, adventurer, soon to be parent, bookkeeper, builder, and dreamer. You don't want to miss out on any of it. But connecting all those dots on a daily basis can be a real challenge, especially when it comes to money. At Commerce Bank, we've got the tools and talent to help you. Commerce Bank. Challenge accepted. Visit us at CommerceBank.com. Member FDIC. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Axel Johnson leads off for the Grizzlies in the bottom of the seventh inning. It's going to be quite a dramatic comeback if it happens for Gateway. Now trailing Lake Erie 11-6 after the Crushers scored seven times in the top of the seventh inning. And Taylor Sugg goes back to work for the Crushers on the mound, now in position for a win. Working to the left-hand batter, Axel Johnson, in the number five spot in Gateway's order tonight. Sugg ready. And the first delivery on the way. Johnson takes a strike over the outside. Axel has popped up, driven in a run with a single, and grounded out. He's one for three. Nick Rotolo will follow him, and then Jose Rosario, the five, six, and seven hitters for the Grizzlies, trying to get some hope back in the gateway dugout. Sug ready, and the pitch. Johnson takes outside, one and one the sort of situation where even if the Grizzlies only score a couple of runs in this inning, you'd think that's enough to give them a little bit of belief going back into the field. It uh, will tell you a lot about any resiliency Gateway might have. One at one pitch. Johnson checks his swing and takes low ball two. You want to see, if nothing else, good productive at bats. Obviously, you can't guarantee a five-run comeback with nine outs to go. But what you don't want to see is guys giving their at-bats away for free and sort of looking to feed it. So we can learn a little bit about the Grizzlies in this inning and going forward. Suggs 2-1 pitch. Swinging a foul back by Johnson, who was right on it. 2-2. Two and two. And the most unfortunate part for the Grizzlies is that the two, three, four hitters who have been so good tonight were the last three men to come to the plate in the sixth. 
Now the two and two offering on the way. Johnson takes up an away ball three. If there's a spot when a walk's as good as a hit, it's leading off with your team down five runs. And if the Grizzlies could get a significant rally going, maybe they could work it around to the top of the order with men already on base. Three balls, two strikes. Suggs payoff. Johnson breaks his bat on a soft flare off the end of the bat, floated down the left field line, but it's sliced foul. Very close to dropping in for a double. Instead, Johnson will have his cracked bat retrieved by the bat boy and replaced. Looks like the bat boy is going to bring both of them back for Johnson just in case. No, he's just going to hand him the new one. So actually now is going to have to adjust to the new lumber with well, a count of three balls, two strikes. Nobody on, nobody out to start the last half of the seventh inning. Lake Erie 11 and Gateway 6. Straight away stance for Johnson. Back of the box, a little bit close to the plate. Chokes up just a touch with his hands letter high. Sug sets and delivers. Johnson takes strike three called. A fastball down. Johnson is retired, has something to say about it to Eric Eckert. And that's the first out in the home seventh. So Johnson nearly had worked a walk to get on to start this inning for the Grizzlies instead. One out of Nick Rotola coming up. Rotola happy to see the back of Tyson Cronin, who struck him out three times. Right-hander to right-hander. Here's the pitch. Rotola checks his swing on a slider down and outside for a ball. I was just going to say, it'll be interesting to see now with Taylor Sugg on the mound if the game plan from his catcher, Carl Ellison, and the Crusher's brain trust in the first base dugout remains the same, which is to try to get Rotola to chase those sliders down and outside. What a pitch. Nick takes a fastball off the outside for a strike. One and one. Of course, there is always that factor at this stage of games of uh, the strike zone potentially growing a little bit with the game widened in the late innings. One and one pitch is a fastball well off the outside this time. Ellison still held it there just to see, and it's two balls and one strike. Matola has been uh, hot and cold. On this homestand, he already has a four for four game with a homer and a double and an 0 for four, four strikeout game. 2 1 pitch. Nick takes a fastball over the outer half for a strike, two and two. Eleven to six crushers, one out, nobody on for Gateway in the bottom of the seventh inning. These two teams will be back at it tomorrow night, 6.30 Central Time, Budweiser pregame show ahead of a 6.45 first pitch. Two and two delivery. Rotola swings and misses at a fastball that had some interesting movement to it. That had a little tail almost. Really bit about halfway to the plate. Looked like it almost swerved a little bit back toward the arm side of Sugg. And Rotola goes down on strikes for the fourth time in as many at-bats tonight. 
third punch out for Sugg. And there are two down now for Jose Rosario. Sugg ready. The pitch. Rosario takes a big curve for a strike. Tomorrow night's pitching matchup will have right-hander Jorge Tavares on the mound for Gateway. 1-0 with a 5.4 earned run average so far. The pitch. Rosario takes a strike over the outside 0-2. And that number sells him short a little bit. I think he's been promising and he's been consistent, which is going to be big for the Grizzlies tomorrow because after relying on their bullpen for at least five and a third innings tonight, they're going to need to get some length out of Tavares in tomorrow night's game, which he has been able to provide so far this year. The pitch. Rosario swings at a curve, bounces it up third, just barely fair. Backhanded by Passatempo. Long throw, pulls Wofford off the bag, and Rosario is safe with an infield single. So Jose is two out of four, and that brings up Justin Jones. Tough play for Passer Tempo. Having to go to his right and backhand that ball very deep behind the bag. Tavares tomorrow night going for the Grizzlies, and he'll be taking on left-hander Ryan Firaben for Lake Erie, who's 0-1 with a 4.35 earned run average. Firaben is 35 years old. He's a Cleveland area native. The pitch to Jones is taken off the plate outside for a ball and has pitched for three different Major League teams in his career. He made his Major League debut, Firaben did, in 2006 with the Seattle Mariners when some of these players would have been just barely starting grade school. 1-0 pitch. Take in for a strike at the belt on the outside. Rosario leads off first. Wofford holds him. 11-6 Lake Erie with two down to the seventh. 1-1 pitch is down and outside for a ball. When Firaben made his major league debut, Jorge Tavares was 10 years old. And they're going to be pitching against each other tomorrow in the Frontier League. That's not a terribly uncommon thing to say at the major league level, that a young player making his debut at 22, 23, 25, 2-1 pitch on the way. Swinging a foul at the plate by Jones, 2-2. Two two. Would be facing a player a substantial amount his senior who has been in the majors since he was an elementary schooler. You think about when somebody like Albert Pujols debuted in the major leagues. It was an awfully long time ago. Same to be said of Miguel Cabrera, maybe your Justin Verlanders of the world, Max Scherzers. Those guys have been in the majors for a long time. The two and two pitch on the way. Jones takes outside ball three. But you very, very rarely see that in the Frontier League. And never in recent years because 
the age limit for the last five or six years has been either 27 hard and fast, which was 2019 and 2018 for the most part, or 27 just about. Payoff pitch. Jones bounces it sharply back to Sugg, who knocks it down off his leg, picks it up, and throws out Jones for the putout to end the inning. No runs, no hits, one left. And we go to the eighth, 11-6. Lake Erie on the Grizzlies Media Network. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. <laughs> Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. It's 4 a.m., Monday, and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Carter Hayes back to work in the top of the eighth inning, an 11-6 Lake Erie lead. He works to Trevor Achenbaugh, who takes a strike. Achenbaugh is two out of four, had a two-run homer his last time to go with a single. He has also struck out and popped up. Right-hander to right-hander. Long hold by Hayes in the pitch. Achenbaugh swings at a slider and pops it foul, right side out of play, nothing in two. Safe to say Carter Hayes subscribes to the theory that uh, if hitting is timing, that pitching is disrupting timing. Seeing the quick pitch, see the slide step with nobody on, and that time he held the ball for at least three or four seconds. Here's the quick pitch, and Achenbaugh pops it up, foul out of play. The home plate umpire Eric Eckert was calling time, saying no pitch. The ball dropped in the end in front of home plate, but it doesn't matter. And Cameron Roth, is out of the third base dugout because I don't know what Eric Eckert's claim would be here. There's nobody on base or anything. I don't think Achenbaugh had made any effort to call time. No one did, as far as I could tell. And I guess Eckert's just saying you're going too fast, but unless Achenbaugh is saying that, then why is that Eric Eckert's job to step in unless and make he, that claim out of nowhere? Unless he's calling a balk here. Well, but he can't, and there's nobody on base.
Cameron Roth was not happy, and understandably so, although you always wonder in these situations if a little bit of that is some frustration at uh, the way this game has gone, particularly about a 20-minute stretch in the top of the seventh inning, and uh, some of that just spilling out. Regardless, it's 0-2 on Achenbach. Hayes the hold, the hold, and the pitch. Fastball popped up again, this time on the first base side. Foul ground toward the Lake Erie bullpen. Jones is back for it and makes the catch. And that was one where I think Cameron Roth had to come out. Otherwise, he might have had one or multiple players getting themselves into trouble with Eric Eckert because both Justin Jones and Jose Rosario were not happy with that decision by the plate umpire. Regardless, one out now in the top of the eighth. Lake Erie up 11 to 6. Out here is Brody Wofford. Left-hand batting first baseman. He's two out of four. Has driven one in and scored another. The pitch. Good curve for a strike. Brian De La Rosa on deck. This was the part of the order that did a lot of the damage in that seventh inning. Ellison led off with a double. Achenbaugh homered. At that time, it was tied 6-6. Then a Wofford single, a De La Rosa double. The pitch is fouled off of the plate. Gave the Crushers the lead. Then a strikeout. Then another RBI single by Javier Betancourt to make it 8-6. Sean Dunstan Jr. drove him in with an RBI fielder's choice. Moved to second on an error. Stole third base and scored... On another error, charge to the catcher. Swing and a miss, strike three. First strikeout, or second strikeout, I should say, for Hayes. He's retired all three he's faced. That error was charged to the catcher, Chase Vallo. Then Connor Oliver put the cherry on top of the solo home run of his own. So 11-6 crushers with two down and nobody on in the eighth. And De La Rosa coming up. Right-hander against right-hander. Hayes the stretch and the pitch. Fastball runs way inside. Taylor Rose had to lift his hands up and out of the way as the ball buzzed past his letters. But it's a lot of fun to watch Carter Hayes pitch. Can't take your eyes off of him for too long because every pitch seems like it's different, every delivery a little different. Long hold this time and the 1-0 delivery. De La Rosa fouls a fastball back over the screen, one and one. we got to talk to him. I'd like to know how much of this is premeditated. Like, is he thinking at this point now, as he's walking back up to the mound, about how long he's going to hold? Because that last one, he sort of just came set, looked over toward third, then as he felt like it at his leisure, turned his eyes back toward home plate and brought it in. Almost like he didn't have a plan. The pitch, slider roped through the left side of base hit. Nice piece of hitting by De La Rosa. Leisure? At his leisure. Not leisure? It's, it's See, when you say it in the phrase, it's at his leisure. At his leisure sounds weird. It's a leisure time, but at his leisure. This is the education that you get. <laughs> We're I'll, 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 I'll begin taking notes from Professor Gatter. We're class in, uh, Professor Gatter is my father. Call me, call me Nate. Here's the righty batter, Steve Passatempo. Hayes the stretch. And a pitch. Swing and a fly ball and a right. Slicing toward the foul line. Rotola into his left. He's under it and makes the catch to retire the side. So Carter Hayes remains 
pretty much perfect as a professional pitcher. He's tossed six and a third innings out of the Grizzlies' bullpen this year. He's allowed three hits, no runs. We go to the bottom of the eighth, 11-6 Lake Erie on the Grizzlies Media Network. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Jelly. Jelly adjective. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. It's important for you to talk to someone about it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Tom has been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. I was really starting to worry. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. This is the story of a very special woman. Just a few knew about her superpowers. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. JT Perez is on for the Crushers as we have the bottom of the eighth inning with the visitors from Lake Erie leading 11-6 over Gateway. The Grizzlies will have Woodcock, Diaz, and Prather, 9-1-2, scheduled to bat against the 6'4", 225-pound left-hander, 25 years old from Orville, Ohio, out of the University of Cincinnati. And the Minnesota Twins minor league system now in his first year in the Frontier League. Perez is making his fifth appearance. He has no record, a 2.25 earned run average. In four innings, he has struck out five and walked two. The league, though, is hitting 368 against him. He has allowed five runs, but only one earned over his four innings so far in the league. Left-hander against left-hander. He sidearms in the first one to Woodcock, and it's a fastball taken over the inside for a strike. Perez is interesting in that he's... Big and tall at six foot four, but in the end he almost negates some of his height by dropping down to the sidearm slot. One strike delivery. Woodcock swings and misses late on a fastball 0-2. On the other hand, though, he still has the very long arms that come with being six foot four. And especially against a left-handed hitter like Woodcock. And then a couple more he could face in this inning, Prather and Moore. The ball almost comes from behind them. Two-strike pitch is a fastball outside, ball one. 
So it makes it all that much harder for Woodcock to pick up when the ball is coming from so far behind. A lot of pitchers like to have the vertical leverage that comes from height and a high release point. He's taking horizontal leverage. One and two offering. Woodcock swings at a slider and one hops it to second base. It's gloved by Betancourt next to his left hip and he flips to first for the out. So Dustin is one out of four and there's one away in the bottom of the eighth inning for Abdiel Diaz, the Grizzlies leadoff man who is one of four himself with an RBI single his last time in the sixth. That gave Gateway at the time a five to four lead. The Grizzlies increased that lead to six to four going to the seventh or uh, going to the yeah, the top of the seventh inning when Lake Erie dropped a seven spot. The pitch, Diaz takes low for a ball. Switch hitter batting from the right side for the first time tonight against the Southpaw Perez, who was a 29th round pick of the Twins out of Cincinnati in 2018. The pitch, Diaz grounds one sharply back over the rubber past second base and into center field. A base hit, two-hit night for Diaz, who after a slow start tonight, if the game ended like this, would even raise his 333 average he brought into play. So even with Connor Owings now on the shelf, added to the seven-day injured list today with an injury he suffered Sunday running to first base against Florence, Cameron Roth probably feels pretty good about what he's forced to do to fill in for Owings with Diaz sliding over to short and Prather in at second so that Jones can move to first. Here it comes to Prather, and he swings and misses at a letter-high heater for strike one. Perez had a very good senior year in 2018 as a starter at Cincinnati. In fact, he pitched out of the bullpen only once past his freshman year with the Bearcats. One strike delivery. Prather swings and pops it foul left side out of play. Twins picked him late. He had uh, some good moments in the Gulf Coast League in 2018. Then in 2019, not bad at Class A Cedar Rapids. 3.56 earned run average over 18 appearances, but the Twins let him go. The pitch, Prather swings and lines one through the left side, a base hit. So Jay Prather has three hits tonight. He's been on four times. Diaz stops at second, two Grizzlies aboard with more coming up. The top of this gateway order has been phenomenal. Prather is three out of four with a homer, a double, and a walk. He scored three runs. Diaz is two of five, and here comes Ty Moore, who's three for three with a walk. Also driven in a run and scored another. And at this point, with still five outs to go and the power of Chase Vallo on deck, Moore probably thinking if he can find a way on base, Vallo would be one swing away from bringing the Grizzlies within a run. Two on, one out, 11-6 Lake Erie in the bottom of the eighth inning. Left-hander against left-hander. Perez is ready. And the pitch. Moore takes a fastball that ran inside. Sounded like it might have hit him, but I guess that was a glancing blow on Ellison. And it's going to be a pass ball for the moment, but I think that hit time, Moore, it sounded like you could hear two distinct points of contact, Moore and then Ellison, on its way to the backstop. But Eric Eckert evidently didn't hear it. He's going to bring in Mike Weinstein from third and Trevor Klosterman from first. But I would imagine if a base umpire overturns this, Dan Roan might have a fit. Cameron Roth has been progressively more and more frustrated. 
And they are going to give the hit by pitch to Moore. That was a very short conference. So evidently one of those umpires or both heard the same thing that we did. Good on Cameron Roth for going out and making sure that he was heard. So Ty Moore has come up five times tonight, and he's reached base in all five. Diaz to third, Prather to second. No pass ball, of course, charged to Ellison because it was a dead ball on the hit by pitch. You can understand why Eric Eckert might have been distracted as well. I think that ball caught a piece of him then as it made its way through everybody. It's not a fun experience. Bases full of Grizzlies, one out in the eighth inning. A five-run deficit, but Chase Vallo at the plate. Perez delivers. Vallo takes a fastball strike of the outside corner. Two hits for Diaz. Three and a walk for Prather. Three, a walk, and a hit by pitch for Moore. And two hits for Vallo in four trips. That's the top four spots in the gateway order. One strike pitch. Vallo tops it foul up third. If I had told you coming in that the top four spots in the Grizzlies order would be a combined 10 for 16 with two walks and a hit by pitch, and the Grizzlies would be losing by five, I don't think you'd believe me. Swinging a foul up the first base side, hard hit bouncer by Valo. Did well to protect the plate. That 2.25 earned run average for Perez is good so far this year, but his whip, walks plus hits per inning pitched, was 2.25 as well, which is not a very good number, and he is allowing a lot of unearned runs. Valo swings and misses at a high fastball and strikes out. The first K for Perez and the ninth for Crusher's pitching. Now puts a lot on the shoulders of Axel Johnson with two down to at least get a couple of Grizzlies runs in and give Gateway a chance in the ninth inning. But Gateway has at least closed within a bloop and a blast here. Trailing by five, but with the bases loaded. And certainly Johnson and Rotola are capable of supplying those two things. Johnson struck out his last time on a borderline 3-2 pitch. Nearly blooped a double down the left field line earlier in that at bat. He takes a first pitch fastball high for ball one. Diaz at third, Prather at second, Moore at first. Two men out in the bottom of the eighth inning. Left-hander to left-hander. Perez lets it fly. Johnson takes a high and tight strike, one and one. Actually didn't say anything. He does crowd the plate a little bit, so maybe he's willing to accept that because he and Eric Eckert had some words after he was called out on strikes to start the seventh inning. Pitch he thought was low. One and one offering. Axel takes outside, ball two. Rotola on deck has had great moments in his homestand, but has struck out four times in four trips tonight. The pitch. Johnson swings and lifts a fly ball, high knot deep, foul ground right side, and that is caught in the Crusher's bullpen by Connor Oliver. Big time play by Oliver. There's a lot of moving parts in that. Going between the bullpen bench and the back of the bullpen mound, 
worrying about where that low retaining wall is coming up on him, having to get there and make the catch. That's a lot of concentration and decent amount of courage involved in that as well. So Gateway threatens with a couple of hits, but the bases are left full of Grizzlies. Gateway has stranded 11 men on tonight. We go to the ninth, 11 to six, Lake Erie on the Grizzlies media network. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. <laughs> Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. It's 4 a.m., Monday, and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Javier Betancourt leads off for the Crushers or make a, uh, in the top of the ninth inning. The pitch from Carter Hayes is up and in for a ball. Hayes has worked an inning and a third. Swing and a pop-up, third base side. Might be playable for Rosario. Not a lot of room, and he makes the backhand catch just before going into the screen. Nice play by Jose. So an inning in two-thirds for Hayes. He has struck out two, allowed a hit. Nobody has reached scoring position for the Crushers. Now he'll work to the top of the order, Sean Dunstan, Jr., who comes up for the sixth time tonight. 11 runs on 16 hits for the visiting Crushers. Six on 14 for the Grizzlies, who have made all four errors in the ballgame. Three of them were in the seventh inning, straight out of Cameron Ross' nightmares. If it wasn't the stuff of his nightmares before, it probably will be starting tonight. Righty to lefty, here's the pitch. Changeup floats, high ball one. And again, I'm not sure there's a whole lot he could have done because we never know the circumstances behind pitching decisions the way that a manager does. Taken for a strike over the outside, one and one. Especially when it comes to whose arm might be a little bit tender, who just isn't built up yet to go back-to-back -back days or twice in three days, one and one pitch. Slider popped up, foul ground, third base side, long run for Rosario who is playing off the foul line. Hayes is over, he's called off by Rosario who makes the catch. And Cameron Roth, Nearly 
took his hat all the way off. He knocked it up on top of his head to wipe his face with both hands, not loving what he saw there. You can understand Hayes' instinct. And remember, he was a corner infielder in college. So he was just trying to help out, but at the same time probably did more harm than good in that situation. And maybe that's what Jose Rosario is saying to him now as he gives him the ball behind the mound. Not only because he potentially interferes with Rosario making the catch, but he potentially interferes with both of them getting through that play healthy. So a couple of foul outs to Rosario. There's ball one inside to Stephen Kraft. Two down, top of the ninth, the 11-6 Crushers. Gateway in the bottom of the inning will have Nick Rotola, Jose Rosario, and Justin Jones, the 6-7-8 and eight batters scheduled. Kraft takes a strike off the outside corner, one and one. Again, tomorrow night, 6.30, Budweiser pregame show, 6.45 first pitch. Jorge Tavares for Gateway. Ryan Firabend for Lake Erie. Down at outside, ball two from Hayes to Kraft. Firabend, the kind of pitcher who doesn't come along very often in the Frontier League. Somebody of that age or that experience. Two and one delivery. Swing and a foul up the right side. Slicing out of play. And it's two and two. Fairbend has pitched parts of five different seasons in the major leagues, although most of them relatively brief appearances. Also three years in the KBO, the Korean Major League, which became, of course, much more familiar to many American fans when it was the first professional baseball league to return during COVID. Two and two pitch. Swing and a foul off the right side again. KBO was featured on ESPN pretty heavily. People were watching those two and three a.m. games. One without a bend. Maybe in June. Maybe even in May. Hayes comes back to Kraft who swings at a pitch way up and in and spun one foul on the right side off his hands. He's lucky he didn't get that literally off his knuckles. He's shaking out his right hand. That was way inside on the bat. Down on the handle, he's still shaking his right hand out. Probably a time for Hayes to make sure he throws a strike. Here it comes. Kraft swings at a slider and pulls it through the left side, a base hit. Maybe Steven Kraft was, was just baiting him. Maybe he was, that was a little possum move. Just playing dead, making Hayes think he wouldn't have anything in him for that pitch, only to knock his second hit of the night through the left side. So Kraft is at first two down, 11 to six crushers in the ninth inning. Here's the lefty batter, Connor Oliver, who is two out of five. The pitch, Oliver pops it up foul left side out of play. Been kind of a typical Connor Oliver night, especially after making that nice catch in foul ground in right field. Back in the Crusher's bullpen to end the eighth inning with the Grizzlies stranding the bases loaded. Because at the plate, he's also struck out twice, but he's had two hits, both for extra bases, an RBI double and a run, and then a solo homer. The pitch, swing and a miss at a high fastball, 0-2. 
Oliver is nothing if not toolsy. He can run, he can throw, he can hit for power. The tough part has always been the consistent contact. Two strike pitch. Oliver takes just outside. Whew. One and two. That's a good sign for the Grizzlies, though. They should remember that one in the bottom of this inning. Trying to be patient, looking for base runners. It's a shame for Gateway they couldn't scratch anything out of their opportunity in the eighth. Swing and a miss by Oliver on a pitch way high. So he laid off a fastball that looked like it might have caught the outside corner and then went after another one up around his shoulders or even higher to strike out. That is the third punch out for Hayes, brought to you by Julie, the Illinois one-call system. No runs, one hit. No errors, one left. Bottom of the ninth is next. Gateway needs five to keep it going, six to win it. It's 11-6 Lake Erie on the Grizzlies Media Network. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. <laughs> Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. It's 4 a.m., Monday, and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. You have a lot going on in your life. You're a business owner, homeowner, adventurer, soon-to-be parent, bookkeeper, builder, and dreamer. You don't want to miss out. We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. <laughs> Apparently, they have no comment. Dads? Let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Seven to six, Lake Erie going to the bottom of the ninth inning. JT Perez is going to go back out there for the Crushers after he allowed Gateway to load the bases on a couple of singles and a hit batsman in the eighth inning. But he left three Grizzlies out there. They have stranded 11 in the ball game. Been out hit 17 to 14, outscored 11 to six in large part because of four errors committed by the hosts. Only six of the Crushers' 11 runs have been earned, which is sort of fitting that. In the end, the gateway errors and resultant unearned runs account for exactly the gap between the two teams tonight. Lefty to righty, Perez works out of the stretch from his sidearm delivery to Nick Rotola. Here it is. Swing and a miss at a fastball. Nick has struck out four times in four at-bats tonight. All have been swinging. 
He'll be followed by Jose Rosario and Justin Jones, the six, seven, and eight batters in the last of the ninth for Gateway. The pitch. Swing and a foul back. The Grizzlies have not been off to a good start this year at four and six, but one thing they had avoided until tonight was a three-game losing streak. This would be their third straight defeat, and it would be the third time in a row, all of those losses, that the difference in the game, the gap between the winning team and the losing team, two-strike pitch, taken high for a ball, would be accounted for entirely on unearned runs. The Grizzlies just have not given themselves a good enough chance. Now, Cody Thompson did get hit very hard in the seventh inning, and there's no getting around that. But the gateway defense was sloppy nonetheless. Rotola checks his swing, takes low. It's a shame in the end that he didn't swing at that pitch because it got by Ellison all the way to the backstop, and Rotola would have easily reached at first base. Gateway will take any way on at this point. Just try to get two or three guys on base in front of the top of the order. Abdiel Diaz, he would be due up fifth in this inning. Two and two pitch from Perez on the way. Rotola swings and misses at a high fastball and strikes out for the fifth time tonight. One away in the ninth for Jose Rosario. Rosario is two of four. He lined to center in the second, grounded a second in the fourth. Then Singleton scored in the sixth and had another single in the seventh. Lefty to righty, here it is. Rosario takes a fastball for a strike. Perez from all the way over on the third base side of the rubber against a right-handed batter. Here it comes. Rosario takes low it outside for a ball. It's one and one. Perez ready, here it comes. Swinging a hard hit ground ball through the right side of base hit. And Rosario has three hits tonight. All singles in each of his last three at bats and he's aboard with one out. Gateway down to 11 to six in the ninth and Justin Jones coming up. I do think though, even though we've talked about how moral victories only get you so far and certainly run out as you get uh, a month or so into the season, and that is true. There's no doubt that the Grizzlies will have to be better than they've been these last three games. Pitch to Jones. It's a fastball roped into left field, and that is down a base hit in front of Kraft. Jones gets off the schneid with his first hit tonight. He's one of five, and there are two on with one out for Dustin Woodcock. If he could get on in front of the top of the order, you never know. You never know. Gateway is what, two bloops and a blast away now? Crazier things have happened, and Perez has been hit hard this year. Sometimes a low earned run average can be deceiving. There are some people in baseball, actually, who make the argument that we should be judging pitchers as much or more so, now there are lots of advanced metrics that are beyond this, on their runs allowed per nine innings, which does not factor in earned or otherwise, as compared to ERA. Lefty to lefty, here's the pitch. 
Woodcock takes a strike off the outside. And obviously that's extreme. But there is something to be said for the idea that if a pitcher is getting knocked around even after there should have been a third out of the inning, if he gives up a subsequent four hits and a bunch of runs, those will all be unearned. But that doesn't mean the pitcher is doing a good job. One strike offering. Woodcock takes a fastball for strike two over the outside of the knees. Dustin is one of four, single and a run in the sixth. He has had three other ground outs. Diaz is on deck at the top of the order. Two on, one out, 11 to six. Gateway trails in the ninth. Two strike pitch on the way to Woodcock. Here it is. Swinging a foul off to the left. But even with all that in mind about the limited and rapidly decaying value of moral victories. I do think we've seen enough evidence already to suggest that this is a better gateway ball club than the teams we watched the last few seasons. Perez throws, Woodcock takes a slider for a very high strike three call. Third strikeout for Perez, two down to the ninth, and it brings up Diaz. Gateway in 2019 with 39 at 57. That's a 4.06 winning percentage for fifth place in the West Division and ninth out of the Frontier Lakes 10 teams at the time. That 2019 record was the Grizzlies' best since 2016 and marked the fourth straight year that Gateway finished at the bottom of the West Division, although they moved up a spot after the departure of the normal Cornbellers following 2018. Strike over the outside to Diaz, batting right-handed. He is two out of five, has singled his last two trips including one in the eighth inning on a single back up the middle off of Perez. One strike offering on the way. Diaz swings and tips a high fastball back into Ellison's mitt, and the Grizzlies are down to their final strike. Two on and two out. A five-run gateway deficit in the bottom of the ninth inning. No balls and two strikes on Abdiel Diaz. Perez the stretch and his two-strike offering. Swing and a bouncing ball up third and foul. Gateway last won the division in 2012, only to lose to the then Florence Freedom in the first round of the Frontier League playoffs, three games to two. In fact, the Grizzlies have only won two playoff series in their 19 years of existence prior to this one. And both series wins came in 2003 when Gateway took home the Frontier League title with a perfect 5-0 postseason record. But since then, they've made the playoffs four times and lost in the first round each time. Still 0-2 on Diaz. Here it is. He takes strike three called over the inside. And that does it for the ball game. Eric Eckert and Abdiel Diaz have a few words. Perez strikes out the side in the ninth inning around a couple of singles. The Grizzlies end up with 16 hits, but they turn them into only six runs. They strand 13 runners on base, and they made four errors to allow five unearned Lake Erie runs, accounting for the difference in a Crusher's win, 11-6. to six. If you stuck with us for all three hours and 59 minutes of this game, thank you very much, and we hope you'll stick with us for a few more minutes as the GCS Credit Union postgame show comes your way next on the Grizzlies Media Network.
We are live outside the home of Joe and Rosie Goddard, where a pretty big tickle fight broke out just minutes ago. Sources say their father instigated the laughter. Let's go inside for a comment. <laughs> Apparently, they have no comment. Dads, let this be a reminder that it only takes a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. It's 4 a.m., Monday, and you're literally sucking baby snot through a tube because she's congested. Man, that's love. And if you love her that much, love her enough to make sure she's buckled in the right car seat. To make sure your child's in the right seat for their age and size, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Man, I love my kids so much. I once sat for three hours in the cold rain to watch her soccer team lose by 18 goals. I love my kids so much, I once used a tube to suck snot out of her stuffed nose at 3 a.m. You win. Love your kids? Love them enough to make sure they're in the right car seat. From toddlers to tweens, visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat to find the right seat for their age and size. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. My name is Hunter Hayes. I know myself and I know my buzzed warning signs. One shot is about knowing my limits or not necessarily knowing my limits. I start with one shot to have a good time. One of the signs that I'm starting to feel a little buzz is when I start solving not only my own problems, but the entire world's problems. When I know I'm going out, I know I'm gonna start with calling for a ride. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hey, hon, what you doing? 11-6, Lake Erie beats Gateway in the opener of a three-game series on a Tuesday night in Soge. Nate Catter, Brandon Ross back to wrap it up for you. With a GCS Credit Union postgame show on the Grizzlies Media Network, get ballpark discounts with a Grizzlies MVP debit card from GCS Credit Union. Get awesome deals on Grizzlies merchandise and tickets. Visit mygcscu.com. That's mygcscu.com for details. The Grizzlies fall to four and seven with a third straight loss tonight. The first time this year they had dropped three in a row. Up until this game, they had neither won three in a row nor lost three in a row over the first ten games of the season. But it's a three-game losing streak now after a two-run defeat against Florence on Saturday, a one-run defeat at the hands of the Yoles on Sunday, a five-run loss this evening to Lake Erie. The Crushers improved to four and seven, so both teams will carry the same record into tomorrow's action. And uh, with Southern Illinois beating Windy City three to two up at Ozinga Field in Crestwood tonight, the Grizzlies will go into tomorrow tied for the worst record in the West Division, although they did not lose any ground 
in the West Division because the Evansville Islanders won on the road 11-7 over Florence on our Husky Trailways out-of-town scoreboard. Final totals from tonight here in Soge for the visiting Crushers, 11 runs on 17 hits, no errors, and nine men left on base. For Gateway, six runs on 16 hits, four errors, and 13 men left stranded. Taylor Sugg got the win in relief for Lake Erie. He improved to 1-1 one and one on the season. Cody Thompson took the loss for the Grizzlies to fall to 0-2 and, and was unfortunately one of two gateway pitchers in this ballgame to leave with apparent injury. The other was starter Sebastian Kiesay. There was no save. The game took three hours and 59 minutes. It was played in front of 1,082 fans here in Sojay. Some standout performers for Gateway. Jay Prather was three of four with a homer, a double, and a walk. He scored three runs and drove one in. Ty Moore was three for three with a walk and a hit by pitch. He scored a run and drove in another. Abdiel Diaz had two hits and six trips, both singles, including an RBI. And Jose Rosario was three out of five. Carter Hayes was again excellent from the Grizzlies' bullpen. Two and a third innings. No runs on two hits. He struck out three without a walk. He threw 29 pitches. 23 of them were strikes. And Sebastian Kiese was pitching very well in his start. Also, three and two-thirds innings, he had allowed one run, earned on four hits, six strikeouts, and one walk. He had thrown 45 of his 64 pitches for strikes before he was forced to lead the game with injury. Gateway led the ball game 6-4 to four in the sixth after scoring four runs, two in the fifth, two in the sixth, to go from two down to two up. But then Lake Erie piled up seven runs against the Gateway bullpen in the seventh inning, and the Crushers never looked back in an 11-6 win. Tomorrow night we'll be on the air at 6.30 Central Time for the Budweiser pregame show before a 6.45 first pitch in Game 2 of this series and Game 7 of this eight-game Grizzlies homestand. Right-hander Jorge Tavares will be on the mound for Gateway, 1-0 with a 5.4 earned run average. He will be opposed by left-hander Ryan Firabend, who is 0-1 with a 4.35 ERA, a 25-year-old against a 35-year-old Tavares and the former big leaguer Ryan Firabend coming up tomorrow night. First pitch at 6.45. We'll be on the air 15 minutes early, 6.30 for the Budweiser pregame show. Hope you can join us. Once again, our final totals tonight for Lake Erie. 11 runs, 17 hits, no errors, 9 left. For Gateway, 6 runs, 16 hits, 4 errors, 13 stranded. Sug the win, he's 1-1. One one. Thompson the loss, he's 0-2. No save. 3 hours, 59 minutes, the official time of game. 10.82 saw it in Sojay. That'll do it for us here this evening from GCS Credit Union Ballpark alongside my partner Brandon Ross, Nate Catter, saying so long for all of us here at the Grizzlies tonight. Thanks so much for joining us. Hope you'll be back with us tomorrow night for game two of this series at 6.30. This has been a presentation of Gateway Grizzlies Baseball on the Grizzlies Media Network.